You are on Line of Sight, a War Machine and Hordes podcast for new and experienced players, sponsored by Broken Egg Games. Hello, and welcome to episode number 75 of Line of Sight. My name's Chandler. I'm here with Brett. Hi, I'm here. You are that's here. Jane. That's not Jane. That's Charles. <laughs> I, th- I thought the way you introduced yourself was like, hey, I'm Charles, and I'm alive. <laughs> uh, it's, I just try to keep them on their toes every time, because I never say what I'm going to say, so sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's different. Yeah, uh, Jaden is not with us at the moment because he had a really late night at work, and we wanted to start so that we could get Brett to bed at some kind of Brent to bed at some kind of like somewhat reasonable time, because um, it's gonna take a while. So we brought on uh, Charles Aerosmith. Well, it's good to be here, guys, and I swear I did not call Jaden's soul. That's reasonable. You wouldn't want <laughs> it anyway. <laughs> they they summoned hey. me in the Infernals group. And I'm like, it tastes like we're natural. And they're like, hey, your tithe. I'm like, oh, I'm screwed. Poof. <laughs> I'm out. No essence. Well, if it's not obvious, uh, we were recording this the day that the uh, big dev stream and all the PDF and stuff for the CID for Infernals dropped. So it's been an exciting day for a lot of reasons. <laughs> that um, is an understatement. Yes. So... Uh, yeah, we had a big dev stream, which uh, I would really suggest going and looking at because it has a lot of really good kind of takes from the developers on what they're thinking with a lot of this stuff, uh, which a lot of people are not looking at because there's a lot of hot takes that are not taking that stuff into account. So just saying. Um, it was a super fun stream, too. Like, if you're just going to watch a PP stream, it was a good one. Yeah, it, it, yeah, they, they were very conversational and very chill and, like, just went over everything and talked about it and said very clearly some things are too much or maybe too weak or, you know, they seemed pretty they seemed pretty real about where they feel like things are at here. So. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, so the plan is we're going to kick into it because, again, this is going to take a while. Um, the plan is to basically just run down everything that's in Infernals because it's very interesting, and then we're going to talk about kind of the big thing at the end, um, and we'll see how long we decide to take on that. But So... I'm going to take this from the very top. What? We start with the core rules. Yeah, that might be a good idea. Good thinking. Um, We're going to start with the core rules. So they actually did this in a stream a week ago, and they kind of just quickly reviewed it in the new one. But uh, in Infernals, the uh, guys actually running your army are Infernal Masters. It's essentially the name of their Warcasters, Warlocks, whatever. So let's talk about the differences. The first one is (laughs) Brutable. Uh, because they're not Warcasters and Warlocks, um, things like Influence don't have built-in protection for them, so they need to make sure that you don't take control yeah. of the Warlock or the leader and immediately win. Yeah, and Inscrutable says opponents cannot take control of Infernal Masters. This was just kind of an easy catch-all, so they don't have to go through and change, like, 90 rules. Yeah. Um, it just it just catches it all, so you don't have to worry too much about it. Um, easy, they easy. are Yeah. They are, of course, battle group commanders, so they control a battle group. Um However, they do it a little bit differently, which we'll talk about. They have feats. Their feats work exactly like feats that we know and love. So this is not Grimkin. Although they're very short. <laughs> like they are very, their feats are very, like, this is what it does. Done. Yeah. There's there's yeah. nothing super, like, wild about them. Although they, they seem good. But, but, you know, they're strong. They're not red yeah. feats. They're not, like, two special rules. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not <laughs> unadditional die drop lowest. And plus two-inch charges. Done. Yeah. It's always a die special rule. Yep. <laughs> Yep. 
so uh, the other thing is that the special resource that they use is not Fury. It is not Focus. It is Essence. Uh, Essence works a lot like Fury and then nothing at all like Fury. It's great. Um, so a model with an Essence stat is going to start the game with its full Essence. Uh, this includes the Horrors, which are... I don't know whether to say Warjacks or War Beasts. They're those things in this faction. Um, war nouns. War nouns, sure. They they start oh, the game. Warers. War <laughs> Warers. Good. And end cast. We're done. Uh, so they do start the game with their their full essence as well. So it's a little bit like your jacks starting with full focus, but not exactly. It's a little different. It's, it's kind of like Cephalus, Cephalus without having to bother with the attacks. Yeah, without having to accidentally uh, double sixes your own monstrosities over and over again. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, at the beginning of your turn, you can allocate essence to your horrors, just like Warjacks. Um, And you can allocate up to whatever their essence stat is, and it says they cannot exceed it. So, that makes sure... It's not like the focus rule where you can't exceed it if something gives you a give rule. Because there is a guy who gives essence. Uh, There's a couple things that give essence. You can't go over that stat, ever. Uh, their control area is double their... I'm just kind of going down this in order that it shows in the thing. Control area is double their essence stat. Pretty normal. Yep. Uh, big thing is sacrifice. So this is where some of the things in this faction seem really overpowered if you don't understand how essence works, I feel like. Because, or, or if you haven't seen on the table. Like, it's right. hard to picture how good it is. But even like... Even when they just explained it, I was like already feeling the pain of casting spells with this faction. I was like, oh, I don't want to use essence for anything. I was like, um, so in order to actually replenish, you don't just replenish your essence stat like a warcaster would get focus. Instead, uh, this is in your control phase. You have to choose a friendly model that has the marked soul special rule, and there are various models that have this. You remove that uh, chosen model from play. And you immediately gain your full essence stack on your on your master. Yeah, this is only for masters and lesser master. Yes. Alternatively, you can cut your own health for essence the same way you can focus or fury. Well, not focus because that never comes up, but the same way you can fury. Uh, you Mark doesn't have any other rule, right? That's all it does. Yep. Yeah. That is that is the only thing it does. Uh, so um. Diddly-ly-ly-ly. Sorry, just making sure I'm not missing anything. Um, and then the other thing, so it, it works exactly like Fury. You can buy attacks, you can boost, you can shake, uh, you can transfer, um, you can heal uh, yourself or a horror. Um, although healing horrors is very difficult. Um, I, shall get, I guess we'll get to it in a second. Um, so then the final thing is summoning. Summoning is in any time during your activation. Um, and currently that means... Um, <laughs> Uh, run has a, a very specific clause that says you can't cast spells or use your feet before you run. Summoning doesn't have that clause, so you can definitely summon in the run. Yep. Which is which is relevant if there's, say, some model that you could summon in base-to-base uh, with instead of your uh, caster, so it gets way up there, and then you get to run anyways. Yep. yep. <laughs> Just throwing something there, out there. If there's a character <laughs> like that? Yeah. If there's a model like that, we get there. <laughs> uh, so how summoning actually works is anytime during your... This is once per turn... Uh, your Infernal can spend essence equal to the essence stat of the horror he wants to summon. The rules you say can... you summon it from beyond time and space. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so you have to get it from there. <laughs> Can't be from your army bag. Um, you can choose any horror in the faction. It does not have to be in your list. You don't have pay points for it. Nothing. You just pick a horror that is 
available to Infernals. You spend its uh, its essence stat in essence, and then you immediately place it base to base with your uh, master. It activates completely normally that turn and has one essence on it. So you can just drop heavies into play and they activate. Yeah. But we'll yeah, get to why. Yeah. We'll get to why this doesn't go immediately off the rails as we go. But because <laughs> that seems horrifying right on its own. So. Um, and so if there is a lesser and I believe it's summoned into her uh, battle group when you yes. summon it. Although the rule says that it's part of the Infernal Masters battle group and she's not an Infernal Master. There, so. There have already been a lot of rules yeah. that the CID has been tweaking because there are some things that do not make sense right now, but they're they're fixing it up. Um, and uh, the, other, the other interesting difference is that uh, if a, a master is destroyed, all of the stuff on their battle group just poops. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> if you're playing like a multicaster game, like it or, does, or you the, don't, or the lesser, yeah. Um, then yeah, they don't like that. You don't get any. Uh, you don't get to just like keep them around as inert or anything. They just they're just gone. Uh, <laughs> the short uh, story of the random horror that's been abandoned is now you know just ruined. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's gone. Uh, so um, horrors. We have kind of have to go over how they work to make this make more sense. Uh, so they start the game with a number of essence equal to their essence stat, uh, which is up to four. Four is the highest one. And, uh, one <laughs> and one is the lowest yeah uh if their uh current essence is reduced for any reason you remove the excess points nothing in the game can do okay, this yeah, that's terrifying. But, but i think they're just mentioning that that's a yeah. thing if that ever comes up uh same stuff as archons like, as, maybe eventually yeah maybe uh, same thing as with uh, focus. You can use, you can spend essence to make attacks, boost, shake effects, uh, make power attacks, all that stuff. The other thing that's important to note is typically horrors run and charge for free, mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and, and in this case, it's like uh, focus because you can use it outside your caster's control area. Yes. Uh, however, at the end of your turn, all horrors have to have to remove one essence from themselves. If they can't do it, spend, strictly speaking, in case that is important. If, yeah, basically, even though he doesn't interact with it. But yeah. Um, if they do not spend an essence point, so if they have zero, they are immediately removed from play. Uh, important to note that you tithe before you score for scenario. Yes, so you will lose your stuff if you're trying to control something if you don't have any essence on them. Uh, so... If you think about this with a summoning mechanic, you summon a uh, horror into play. It has a single essence on it. If it spends that to do anything and it is sitting at zero, it's removed from play at the end of the turn. Um, so your horrors are constantly draining your resources. The more of them you have, the more you're having to allocate to them to just keep them alive, basically. Um, this coupled with the fact that they are real squishy, <laughs> real <laughs> <Yeah>. squishy, <laughs> means yeah. that like, these are not the same as summoning an actual heavy as we know it to the game. Like they are very different. They're they're not as as terrifying for the most part. Even Legion beasts look at them and go, "Damn, that's yeah, paper these, thin." These are these are like <laughs> disgustingly like thirteen, fifteen, twenty-two boxes is a heavy. <laughs> is a heavy? Yeah, it has like yeah, it's like twenty-five. Or they're something, like Legion yeah, beasts that have already been shot with a storm wall once. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it's not good. 
Um, and there's a reason for that. Longingly at the nearest defensive stat line. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, ooh boy, if only. Yeah, there there are lights that are way tankier than these heavies, like for sure. Um, so uh, all of them? No. Yeah, like a a, like a good number of them are. Yeah. Uh, like I think the the snake looking heavy is about as tough as a dervish. (laughs) Like it's pretty it's pretty close. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so horrors have a new kind of damage ring. New damage grid, I guess, whatever. So they have what's called the damage. They have what's called the damage web, which, strictly speaking, is really just three lines of health, but they're doing it in web shape. I know. Uh, So it has an outer ring. Okay, so it says outer ring, middle ring, and center ring, but I hate that because there's a middle (laughs) ring and a center ring, and these both mean the same thing. So I'm gonna say an outer, an inner, and a center. That makes more sense to me. Um, It's still not great. That's the thing is I don't think there's a great way to word this, but anyway. So. uh, First, second, if, and third level. Sure, I guess. So, if the outer ring is completely gone, if it's completely destroyed, they ha- they don't run charge or make power, or they don't run or charge for free. They don't make power attacks free anyway. But, uh, oh, actually, no, they do do power attacks oh, for free. Wow, they do. Wow, I didn't even that. notice. I was like, <laughs> why does that say that? And I just went, I just went up and read it real quick. Yeah, so they make power attacks for free. That's gross. Anyway. Uh, so if their outer ring is destroyed, they have to spend essence to run, charge, or make power attacks. If the if the uh, the, the middle, I guess, ring is destroyed, they roll one fewer die on their attack rolls. And if the middle one is destroyed, it's dead now because and you start from the outside and work in. So once the outside ring is completely filled, you start the second ring, then the last one. You uh, can... So just to give the listeners an idea for comparison, like one of the heavies is the same basic defensive stats as a razor worm. Like yeah, they're pretty yeah, they're rough. like boxes plus stats like razor worm equals heavy. Like and a, and a razor worm has spiny growth to try to keep it alive. Yeah. <laughs> um so the other thing is that you can heal them just like you do with Fury on War Beasts. You can spend essence to heal them. However, it isn't like uh like the models we know now where you can just choose wherever you want to heal. You have to start with the innermost damaged ring and work your way out. So, like, once the outer ring is destroyed and the middle one has, like, a handful of damage on it, you're having to spend a lot to get it back online. Yeah. Um, they do have other ways to heal and hand out essence and things like that, but we'll get to that. But you have to use those. They're, they're support pieces that you, you have to use, essentially. Um, I like how in the PDF here it says, add a sample damage web. <laughs> like, good idea. You should do that. You should do, yeah, it's, I don't I don't see one there. I don't know why they go over the turn order. I guess it's just uh, for the... yeah, they go over the turn over order just so you can see it, just for some of the specific infernal things, I guess. But overall, it's not not super important. It pretty much goes how you would think. Um, so with that in mind, because that is yeah, going over the core rules very important to how this whole thing works. Because a lot of this doesn't make sense if if you don't have that. So the first model that's on the PDF is Agathon, the voice in the darkness. So this is uh, probably the model we've seen the most artwork for. It's the skinny, really tall guy who's pointing. I don't know how to describe it any better than that, but <laughs> I mean, that's what's going on. I mean, yeah, if, if you've seen any of the infertile stuff, that's that artwork has been going around a bit, but that that's who this is, is Agathon. Uh, Agathon is, I'm going to go over just relevant stats for these, is speed six. He's mat six. He's def 14, armor 15, he's command 10, and they use focus on this, but he's essence 9. Which is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, yeah, it's enormous. Uh, the more, Yeah, the more you have, like, essence goes a long way. Every point you have is very important, I feel like. 
Uh, he has 28 horror points, which means he has 28 HP, which makes this very confusing. Uh, because what? he actually has 17 HP. Oh, oh. God damn it. <laughs> Every time I go, he has 28 HP, I'm like, but that's not hit points. That's something else. Um, and he is on a large base, which is a theme for the masters yeah, of this faction. All, yeah, all the all real masters. So, uh, stat line, pretty generic. Defensive stats are pretty bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. His feet... Well of Sorrow, you remove all damage from models in his battle group that are currently in his control range. That's great. Um, additionally, uh, friendly horrors immediately gain essence up to their maximum essence stat. Yep. Um, um, so before we got I, these I just, rules... Sorry, I just yeah, like that uh, Grim, there's a Grimkin Arcana that's exactly half of his feet. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, so there's... When, when Before we got these rules, I was like... One of the things that's going to exist is a caster who's going to allow you to run a larger battle group if you want to. And this is the guy who lets you do that. <laughs> Where uh, the other one's like, hey, run a large battle group? Yeah, yeah, I do. It's like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, th this this faction is not going to work well with large battle groups. And this guy helps you make that function. The other thing I think is really interesting, and, and I think a lot of people aren't thinking about this when they're looking at the essence like regeneration thing where you're having to remove models to regain your essence. You can cut your health too. Like that is an option. And so with this guy, like on the turn you're gonna feet, don't remove a guy. Just cut the crap out of yourself. Because you're gonna heal yourself to full anyway. Right? Like this in like I in there's also like if you have like the the healing objective things like that and you're only down like a few essence like you can just cut yourself sometimes it's I think that's a perfectly reasonable thing to do especially because a lot of casters like one or two health off you is unlikely to kill you in most cases uh so yeah he has Isla's sight which is great he has Pathfinder he has arcane devastation this is like mega arcane vortex. <laughs> Uh, it's more like, uh, what, what's the rule that Ailish has? I forget what it's called. Where it does damage when you target stuff near him. Yeah. Um, this is when a model in his command range, which is 10, is targeted by an enemy model, or an enemy spell, sorry. This model can spend an essence to cause the spellcaster to immediately suffer D3 plus 1 damage points. If they're destroyed, the spell doesn't happen. So, get wrecked, run. It's Mega Arcane Void. Ah. Yeah, 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 that's it. But you have to pay for it. <clears throat> yeah, you do. Uh, but, I mean, you can, like, there's a lot of things that can't... The thing is, it is important that it's not D3 plus 2. It cannot kill 5-wound uh, spellcasters, like Ayana and things like that. Uh, but it is damage they don't want to be taken. Yeah, it's, it'll definitely kill them the second time. It'll kill them the second time. <laughs> <laughs> well, may, uh, might, might, might not. Very, very likely. Might not. Um, and it also, like, devastates single-wound spellcasters. Like those, yeah. like those druids that are tearing up the meta. Yep, and battle mages that we see all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's a thing to keep in mind. I think this is not this is not an important rule. <laughs> it, yeah, I, I don't think. I it mean, could it can be, be, but it's a fluffy rule. It yeah, is. I don't think they could make it so. Well, they probably could make it so it didn't cost an essence, but yeah, they didn't. that's weak. Yep. Um, uh, all three of them have cold soul, right? Um. Yeah, I believe it is cold soul on all three. So. That one we've seen many, many times. It's been a Crick staple for a long time, which is just that it can gain soul tokens. When a uh, living enemy model is destroyed within two inches of him, he gets the soul token. Um, and then during your next control phase, replace soul tokens with an essence point. Yeah, notably after you sacrifice. So it goes bugger max. Yep. Um, although, yeah, totally. Just enemy models, just within two inches. That's all it's going to be. Wink. Yep, there's definitely no way to mess with that. <laughs> 
No options. Uh, weapons. This is, this is where he gets a little weird. He um, has two pointers. Yeah, he has two paint. He pokes you with his pointy finger. Uh, it is it, boy, is it PS6? Um, but that's not why you're doing it. Uh, so it's magical, which is another theme you'll find in this faction because there is one non-magic weapon in the whole faction, and it's because it's a hand cannon. Um, he has dark banishment of Denegra two fame. Uh, so when he hits an enemy model with this weapon during his activation, you can immediately place that enemy model completely within D6 plus three inches of its current location. And a model can only be placed by it once per turn. And he has two of these. He is Matt 6, and it is PS6. <laughs> However, it does have Needle. So a living model hit by it takes one damage point instead of uh, taking a damage roll. And it cannot damage... This weapon, the weapon itself, cannot damage non-living models. Yeah, so, so that, that PS6 does not go very far. <clears throat> yeah, it literally can only ever do one damage to living models. So, like, the PS6 is completely irrelevant. Yeah. That's actually his strength. It's POW zero. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think... So Arcadius has a similar rule. I think his, his is star star. Yeah. Does, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so get used to seeing Crick's rules on these casts. There are good there are a good handful, yeah. Speaking of Crick's rules, Curse of Shadows. Yep. <laughs> his spell list, he has Curse of Shadows. Uh, so this is pretty standard. Cost three, range eight, upkeep, uh, offensive spell. Uh, model unit gets minus two armor, cannot make free strikes, and models can advance through them as long as they can go completely past their base a pretty staple spell in a few factions for a really long time. Yep. Uh, Dark Fire, cost 2, range 10, POW 12. Uh, living enemy model destroyed. Uh, spellcaster gains the soul token, regardless of proximity of other models. So he can collect souls that way if he feels like just shooting out nukes. I like that Fiona had to lose it so he could gain it. I know, right. <laughs> he has Hellbound, which has only ever been on Gatsby 2, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so this is cost 3, lasts for a round. Uh, it's just on yourself. A uh, spellcaster cannot be charged or slammed or targeted by charges or slams. And while within five inches of him, enemy models treat open ground as rough terrain. He's going to be right up on the front lines using that rough terrain. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. He's not as tanky as Gatsby. <laughs> no, sir. Uh, he has Hex Blast, another staple spell of the another, game. Another Gatsby uh, spell. Another Gatsby spell. Yeah, this guy's kind of like Gatsby's cousin. Uh, cost three... That's asphyxious, by the way. I always forget to mention what we're talking about. Anyway, uh, cost 3, range 10, AoE 3, POW 13. Uh, enemy upkeep spells and anime on the model unit directly hit, immediately expire. Upkeep removal. It never sucks. It's also a good nuke. I've always liked Hex Blast. Yeah, especially if you're like, you know, Essence 9 or something. Yep, or Essence like 16 that turn. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, boy. 50. Yep. He has influence. Take control of target enemy non-warcaster, non-warlock warrior model. Uh, this model immediately makes one basic attack, then it expires. And you can only affect a model with it once per turn. Um, it's good when it's good. This is one of those spells that's really easy to forget you have, but can also just win you games. <laughs> I love influence. I think know, since probably most of this stuff I'm going to be pretty ecstatic about, this is probably the one thing from the CID where I'm like, I feel like he got kind of a mess spell list for like all of the focus or fury eight plus casters in the game. I feel like his spell list is just okay. There's a lot of kind of odd stuff going on here. Like he's got, he's so got, 
he's actually a really good summoner. Yeah, because of teleport. He's a really oh, yeah. good summoner. He, that's what, like, he is a summoner, 100%. Like, that is his yeah. goal, is that's to like summon something doing. every turn. But they like, they mentioned they kind of wanted to be, like, a spell slinger, too, and I feel like you're not going to do a lot of that unless you have a really crazy essence turn. Like, you get a lot of souls or something. <laughs> um, we just talk about Dirk's spirits. We... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> Let me, okay, let's just start with this. They have direct spirits in this faction. Okay, so, so yes. with that in mind. They're very likely going to fix this, but they have, like, you yes. know, one point living models with souls in the list right now, and they have direct spirits. So you can, with direct spirits, you can currently kill your own models and give the souls to Agathon. So you take, like, 50 living models, kill them all, next turn you summon an Arkno, that Arkno runs, and you're like, I've got 50 focus, let's do this shit. It's, I think we worked out that from the lesser's position, it's like a 41-inch threat range or something. It's, like, seriously <laughs> gross, and you can easily have, like, 50 essence and just nuke a caster with it. This isn't going to stay. They, they have already been like, yeah, that's not okay. So we know that that's not happening. Um, well, I mean, how they fix they... it, there's that hypothetical way that maybe there could be something that spawns even further up the table than where your caster is. Also, <laughs> also that, yeah. Well, okay. yeah, that that doesn't work on um the on the caster's turn. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you need it to run first. Yeah. Yeah, and you want it to run first. Um, and the lesser is not a master, annoyingly. So hopefully they'll fix the structure. Yeah. We'll they'll, yeah, they'll figure it. Out. Anyway, okay. uh, so, so what we like about him, um, we like him for summoning. I like him for summoning. I like that he can run battle. It feels like he can run battle group heavy, just from what we're seeing. So they have that option. The thing is that their theme doesn't really allow for it, but you can, like I any mean, list, can end up being battle group heavy. Yeah. So I think he's going to be the fluffier, like funner caster, like not necessarily not competitive, but I think you're going to see a lot of people playing him in like Iron Arena, and like this is how you're going to learn to play the faction, or probably will be the guy that you learn to play Infernals with in a lot of cases. And I think he's good for that. Yeah. yeah, he does. He does what infernals seem to do based on yeah. the rules, right? That's, yeah, he he'll be fun to play. Like it's just, I kind of think by the end of CID, I think his spell list <laughs> will probably like, yeah. go up a notch. Like it's like a yeah. six, six point five out of ten, and I just I want to see it at like a seven, seven point five. I, I think his biggest problem is that he's very directly comparable to Zadaroth, the third yeah, master. I agree with that. They, they're and both... she looks real good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of not her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have we have probably my favorite named one just because it's great is Omodemos the Black Gate. So my friend gave me a mnemonic. It's Amadeus <laughs> with an M at the end. Yeah, Amadeus. Perfect. Amadeus. Uh, so this is the what, what they call the Infernal Combat Master uh, that we saw some artwork for. He's a gigantic monster of a guy with with huge flails. He looks amazing. Anyway, he is speed five. He is mat eight which is great. He is def 14, armor 18, his command is 10, and he is essence 6. Yes. He has 28 horror points, which I think all three of them do. Yeah, all three of them do. Uh, and he's a large-sized, he's a large base model, and he has 19 hitboxes. Definitely so the tank, yes. <clears throat> yes. Uh, his feat is Shadows of Annihilation. Uh, Omodemos immediately casts Locked Horns, which I'll get to in a second, without spending essence. Additionally, Omodemos and friendly faction models activating in his control gain plus two speed and incorporeal. This lasts for one turn. Um, <laughs> that feat is insane. <laughs> so I'm going to mention what Locked Horns does real quick. Uh, it is range control, and it costs three normally. Uh, while in his control range, friendly faction models gain unyielding. Models. Not like models in battle group. Yeah, it's models. all models. Yeah. yeah, it's everything. It's 
Field Marshal Unyielding Times the Apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. This is this guy seems he seems straightforward and vicious and yeah. aggressive, which I'm what, really excited about. What I, I love how to, Oh go ahead. Yeah. I think you're gonna say the same thing. <laughs> so you say it. Oh, I was just gonna say, I love how fucking simple this feat is, but it's so good. Like it's just It's just like nope. gain good things. Duh. Yeah. Nope, we weren't gonna say the same thing. Um so I I love that he's incredibly powerful. He has like four like four insanely powerful spells, and he's like, oh, he's essence six. Maybe he won't be broken. Yeah. Yeah, and then you get to the rest of his rules, which is Pathfinder. He has Cull Soul, which again, remember, direct spirits is in this faction. The other thing is he has a rule called Hellhounds, which is fucking amazing. <laughs> when a horror in this model's battle group destroys a living enemy model in this model's control range with a melee or ranged attack. Yep. This model gains the destroyed model's soul token regardless of, of proximity to other models. So all of his battle group is feeding him souls. Well, but they, they don't hit that hard, right? He needs to have a spell to make them hit harder. <laughs> let's see what his spell list looks like. Actually, let's check his melee weapons real quick. Because this is the thing. A lot of a lot of these rules seem kind of whatever until you get through a spell list. And it's like, oh. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, he has two flails. Just called flails. Uh, range 2, PS 15. Uh, chain weapons, and they are magical. He has Breath of Corruption. Now, that's an expensive spell, but it's a really good spell. Breath of Corruption's phenomenal. So, just saying. It's real good. Uh, I'm going to say what that one does real quick, because not everybody knows. Cost 3, range 8, AoE 3, POW 12. Uh, models hit suffer a POW 12 corrosion damage roll. That means everything hit takes a POW 12. Everything under the AoE. The, the spell leaves the AoE in play, and a model without immunity corrosion uh, entering or ending its activation, and it takes a point of damage. Corrosion damage, specifically. Uh, locked Horns, which I already mentioned, is everybody gets unyielding. Uh, I'll save the best one for last. We're going to go to Vengeful. Uh, cost 2, range 6, upkeep. Target-friendly faction model gains retaliatory strike. I haven't seen anything in the faction that I'm like, oh, that needs retaliatory strike, but it's good. You can hit a dude with it. Yeah, crit uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a crit paralysis model. That's true. And the last thing he has is synergy. The good old, good old synergy. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know that one, cost two, range self, uh, covers your control area. It is an upkeep. While in his control range, models in this model's battle group get a plus one cumulative bonus on melee attack and damage rolls for every other model in the battle group that hit an enemy model with a melee attack this turn. This uh, caps out at plus three. So, uh, so hilariously, Vengeful can gain synergy bonuses if you make free strikes. Yep. <laughs> yep, it's fun. Uh, so basically what we're saying is that at the end of a synergy chain, this guy is actually mat 11, pow 18, and can have a s- unknown number of attacks, depending on yeah. <laughs> how many souls he got. The other thing is he can feat and be plus two speed within corporeal. Yeah. Um, also important to note, that feat is one of the only threat range extenders in the entire faction. Yep. They, yeah. Well, outside of charging forward and creating right. horror. That's, and, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a little, and that's what, so we were, yeah, we were looking into, like, what the threat range is. So it's no 41-inch, like, Agathon, exactly, but it's still kind of ridiculous. You, it's almost more ridiculous just by just by the fact that it's kind of more in the realm of reason, I guess, but still oh, really yeah, crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, it might no, still, still be wild. able to do it at the end of the CID. Like, yeah. Like, I could see it getting through kind of a thing, yeah. Yeah. Is that he can charge and move 10 inches, right, with his feet up. Mm-hmm. Uh, summon a heavy, which comes to, you know, two plus some, 
uh, inches off the front of his base. That heavy, uh, if now the trick is it's going to have one essence, and if you're that far up, it's going to be hard to give it more, but if you position right, you might be able to do it. Um, and we'll get to the support unit that does that in a little bit. But um, well, doesn't the feat give plus two speed to all of those support units that then it have does? To, like, yeah. Walk? So <laughs> you very possibly can get in range. It just kind of yeah. depends. And also, one of those units could have ambush. So depending on how close to the side of the table you are, yeah, uh, you might be able to get it in there. Anyway, uh, so he has he has one essence unless you can give him more, but he charges for free. Uh, at the end of a synergy chain, um. The top end that a heavy can get to just on its own, just with synergy, is mat uh, 10 PS 20 mm-hmm. um, with two melee initials. And uh, alternatively, and that is a, and it's speed 7 and incorporeal that turn. Alternatively, you can take a lower PAL model that is speed 7 base, so is speed 9, <laughs> uh, and goes real far. And he'd be mat <laughs> 9, POW 18, but if he hits on his first initial, the rest of the attacks auto-hit. Yeah, the past 16 initial will cause auto-hits from there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, So, like, that's like a 21 to 23 inch threat, depending on which heavy you drop in. And it's incorporeal the whole time. Yep. (laughs) So, it's real scary. And this guy is just real scary anyway, because, like, it's especially on his feet turn, or if he's just collected a lot of souls one way or another. You're looking at a guy that can just go in and beat anything to death. Um, at just SN6, I feel like he's pretty scary, but as soon as you push it beyond that too much, it starts getting silly. So also keep in mind that it, like, even if we're not factoring the incorporeal or there's a way to like generate a free strike, because it's really hard to take out the first... <laughs> like The first aspect doesn't matter for like... If you're already charging, if you're already charging. That's a right. Really... Like you have to get through the, the the second circle for it to even do anything. So taking one free strike with one of them really isn't that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Omodemus looks awesome. His his model looks ridiculously cool, and then he just seems like a really fun, aggressive kind of guy. And there's a lot of things in the faction that I think will work really well with him. Yeah. Uh, Mass Unyielding so, is good. Turns out. I also think he's going to be the one where uh, I'm going to go try and kill a faction with. Uh, yeah, because I think the Agathon thing is going to be gone instantly. So this is the guy yeah. who who's going to do the dumb assassination, right, for the most yep. part. Like, the other casters can get it to, like, pretty far, like that same kind of assassination, but it doesn't have the same tools built in at all. It's not as accurate. It doesn't hit yeah, as hard. Accuracy is huge um, it's not incorporeal. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of things like that. <clears throat> Yeah. I, that incorporeal part may just not be able to stay. <laughs> I, and I wouldn't have an issue with that because I the only thing I think that incorporeal is like a super big deal for is the dumb assassination. Mm-hmm. Like it is nice. Like as you know, I've been playing Exalted for a while, so having units that can just become incorporeal is really great. Like it is, but it's not really necessary. <laughs> I think I, I would be happy with, with it turning into ghostly, just to get Pathfinder and immunity. Sure. I, yeah, I'd be yes. down. And then and yeah. then the only flying things are lights. Yeah. Oh, you still get to keep the incorporeal charge with them. Yeah. I think that would probably be fine. That probably would be, yeah. Uh, So the last one, there's only three masters in here, but we'll get to why it's (laughs) not exactly that in a little while, is Zataroth, the Weaver of Shadows. Um, This is actually one of the old artworks, too, uh, from like the one of the old Monster Nomicons or something. Um, It's a girl with a giant helmet shaped like a Y on her head. It's a thing. So she is speed Her six. Her and Vale are going to have a conversation about weird helmets. <laughs> yep. uh, speed six, mat six, rat seven, defense 15, armor 16. <clears throat> it's actually pretty solid there. 
Command 10, Focus, or Essence 7, uh, 28 horror points. Large base has 16 boxes. The feat is Whispering Void. This feat is bananas. Uh, while in Xanaroth's control range, friendly faction models get plus two defense. When an enemy model misses a friendly faction model in her control range with an attack, immediately after the attack is resolved, that missed, placed, place the friendly model anywhere completely within three inches of his current location. This lasts for one round. Did I say at any point that that model can only teleport once during your turn? No. I did not, because that's not on the feet. Well, don't worry. <laughs> I'm sure there won't be any like, immunity to knockdown or immunity to stationary. You'll just be able to get around it. Uh-huh. So, yeah, we'll, well get there. There's something that stops it from teleporting, even if it was stationary or knockdown, right? <laughs> yeah, well, you can't miss, but yeah. It'll be hilarious um, if you double ones. It just teleports away. It's like, woo! You shoot it with a range attack or something. It'd be yeah. amazing. This, like, frozen model just cruising out of there. Uh, or someone wants to, like, roll for, like, crit decapitation or something, and they double ones, and it teleports behind them. I mean, if if you're stationary or knocked down, and you have this feat and a grave wind on you, then, like, <laughs> redeemers actually might miss you sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> as dumb as that is i have tried to fight def nine knockdown things with redeemers before it's obnoxious you're like i knocked that down, down behind I... a wall with like... i know you're like i knocked that down i shouldn't need eights to hit <laughs> anyway when a uh, metal that... player is complaining about actually having to roll dice you know something's going terrible wrong. it's the worst i don't see why i can't just kill your things without having to roll anything uh anyway uh she has pathfinder she has cold soul and then a rule called Veneficium, or as they said, Veneficium, which I don't think is right. But anyway, uh, when a spell... Yeah, they make up the language. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I was like, I don't think that's like how that would be structured. Anyway. Novitate. Novitate. Yes. Stupid model. Um, so what this does is when a spell or special rule on an enemy model causes one or more of this model's upkeep spells to expire, the enemy model takes D3 damage points for every model uh, that expires. Uh, this is like irrelevant 99% of the time, but neat. Yeah. If, like, it, it, I don't it, know. It's supposed to be like anti-morph on a one rule, so it's punishing you for getting your upkeeps, just like her feet is anti Yeah, basically. I mean, it'd be good against like... Like a harbinger wouldn't love this because she's already taking so much damage anyway. Yeah. Like, and she's got three upkeeps. Like, you hit all three of those with that. That's three d three damage. Like, she doesn't want that. But um, overall, it's like this will come. I think this will come up someday for somebody, but I don't think it's gonna be super relevant for the most part. Uh, her weapon is, has a lot of rules and of, crazy stats that I did not see the first time. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's called Echoes of Disillusion. Uh, this is a range 10 AoE 3 POW 14. Uh, it is damage type magical. It has black mark. Uh, when, he, when she destroys a living enemy model with the weapon, she gains the soul token. It also has reload one. Yeah. It's literally an annihilation gun. It's an annihilation gun. It shoots oh, annihilation. Wow, you can spend a soul token to reload. You don't have to spend essence. Oh, nice. I didn't That's even notice cool. that. That is very cool. <clears throat> That's really interesting. That's super cool. So you can uh, gain the soul token and, and then, then use it to buy it. the shot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't have to wait a turn. Like and that's cool because normally that would be kind of irrelevant, but as, since Essence is very, like, residual turn to turn, any of it you keep, you keep, right? Like, it's it's important. Well, and you have a lot of ways to, like, fill up more fill up yeah. more souls that turn. So, yeah, that's just good having that option. Like, yeah, that's really cool. I didn't notice that at first either. Uh, she has a melee weapon she'll never use called Infernal Touch. Uh, range 1, uh, POW 10, magic weapon. 
she pokes you, same as the other guy. But she only has one poke. She only has one poke, though, and it doesn't teleport you around. I <laughs> uh, think with yeah. her helmet that she'd have two. Right? Yeah. She'd have like a headbutt. You know. <laughs> uh, spells. This spell list just keeps going. Uh, it's, it's really long. Um, black spot. Cost three, range eight. Uh, upkeep. Uh, enemy warrior model unit suffers minus two defense. When a friendly faction model destroys one or more affected models with a melee or ranged attack during its combat action, immediately after the attack is resolved, it can make one additional melee or ranged attack, and attacks from black spot cannot generate more attacks from black spot. Uh, so you're, it, this kind of acts as an infantry clearing option. Um, it's, it's typically used with guns. It can be used with melee. It can work really well with melee. But uh, it kind of gives you like pseudo-berserk, but not quite. It's like, it's like cleave, but better. Um... And, uh, but with like, with like guns and stuff, like you can have, you know, a unit with 10 shots shoot. I mean, so they have a, they have a 10, they have a 10 man unit with CRA. You can do two man CRAs and actually wipe out a whole 10 man unit, technically speaking. Uh, well, not quite. It's actually one of the very few, um, defense fixers in the faction. That was actually one thing I've noticed is there's not a lot of amazing hit fix in the faction. It's mostly synergy and then black spot here. Um, curse, but only for horrors. Yeah, like this, this, is yeah the only one, this is the only one that works outside of horrors. Yeah, and it's only on warrior models units. Uh, she has Ghost Walk, cost two, range six, lasts for a turn, friendly faction model unit gains ghostly. It's just a really good, it's a Pathfinder out, you can ignore free strikes with it, you can move through buildings, which is really, really yeah. good. Two of their mainline uh, heavies don't have Pathfinder, so it's really relevant. Yeah, I mean, Ghost Walk, like, nobody hates having Ghost Walk. It's a really good spell. Yeah. Uh, Grave Wind cost two, range six. Uh, upkeep. Friendly faction model gets plus two defense and Poltergeist, which is uh, when an enemy model misses a model with Poltergeist after the attack is resolved, you can push the enemy model d three inches away. I I just love the idea that if you put this on a model that has dodge and the yeah. opponent misses and they end up eight inches further away. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <"Woo." laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, because uh, yeah, because you can dodge, you can teleport from the feet, and you can push them to three inches away. You you go real far, and yes, there is a model with dodge that is really good at death skewing, uh, really good at death skewing. So yeah, she has a built-in plus four defense swing on her feet turn for one model and plus two on everything else. Um, that's pretty good. And then they have another death thing that we'll again get to in a little bit. Scything touch. Uh, cost two, range six, uh, upkeep. Target friendly faction model gains dark shrouds. While in the melee range of a model with dark shroud, enemy models suffer minus two armor. Uh, just a really good spell. She says a lot of just good spells. It's <laughs> a little annoying because most of their heavies are reach one, so you're gonna want to put yeah. it on like a reach two infantry model or something weird like that. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah, for sure. <laughs> Although they happen to have a really good heavy infantry unit that all they need is a damage fixer. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> Yeah, the problem is is that they have Berserk and it only goes on one model, so like they have to be real close together. Yeah, <laughs> but you're probably trying to kill a heavy at that point anyway, so you're only gonna Berserk once. Uh, Shadowgate, oh boy. Uh, cost three, range control. Remove a friendly trooper model in the spellcaster's control range from play. Replace it with target horror in the spellcaster's battle group that is in its control range. It cannot activate this turn after being placed by Shadowgate. Um, so strictly speaking, this kind of works like a crazy version of sprint sort of for your heavies. You send them forward and then you teleport them back with shadow gate. Um, it can't really be used offensively because they can't activate. can be a good way to like reposition them if you feel like that's worth it. But, 
yeah, I think this is probably not one you're going to use necessarily super often. It depends on how your list is constructed, I guess, and kind of what you're going for. Um, especially because the trooper models you're probably removing are very valuable to you. Yeah, <clears throat> not expensive. Yeah, they're probably marked soul models that you're really wanting to hold on to to keep your essence going. Anyway, Stygian Abyss. Cost 3, range 10, pow 12. On a critical hit, model hit suffers blind. Uh, when you're blind, you cannot make ranged or magic attacks. You get minus 4 mat in defense, and you can't run, charge, make slam, or trample power attacks. And you have to forfeit your normal movement or action during its next activation, and blind can be shaken. Um, it's It's a nuke. If you get a lot of essence, you can sure kill somebody with it. But um, for like, it's really worth it when it crits and it's like not super worth it when it doesn't. So it just kind of is like, what do you want to do? However, they do have ways to reroll things. They have a few ways to reroll things. So fishing for crits. It's pretty good. I'd like to point out that uh, between the first and the third caster, only one spell is not on a Crix caster. And that spell is Darkfire. It's on all their solos. (laughs) Do they have synergy? No, no, the first and the third. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Amadeus yeah, has totally unique things, doesn't he? Yeah. Except for Breath of Corruption, which is a Crick spell. <laughs> That's true. Yep. Yeah, a lot of Crick spells here. <laughs> Crick sure. has good spells. Yes. Yeah. So that is yeah. the three That is the three Infernal Masters. Um, seem pretty solid. Uh, to me, like, a lot of stuff in this faction, like a lot of the actual faction stuff, there's very little of it that I'm like, this seems real bad, or this seems way too good. There's, like, a couple things, but for the most part, most things feel pretty close to like what you would think they should do. Yeah, but we need we need to see on the table, right? Like maybe a heavy sure. popping up anywhere is just the end of all things. Right. This is all hot takes, basically. Yeah. If, you know, that we've thought we've had like a number of hours to think about it, but that's about it. <laughs> um, like, and a lot of we've this had a number of hours game. to think about it, and a lot of years of playing way too much. That's oh. much what we got. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's a, it's a very <laughs> Matt Seven faction. It feels like. Yeah. Yeah. You're 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 getting a lot of Matt Six, Matt Seven, and trying to figure out ways to work around that. I kind of feel so, like Rhett in that case, where you're just kind of like, this is your mat, it's okay, but there's going to be like no ways to buff it. Yes, just yeah. deal with it. Yeah. Uh, Soul Stalker. This is the Infernal Heavy Horror. It looks like a giant snake eating a dude's soul skeleton. Air, air quotes heavy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a heavy because it's on a large base. That's about all that means. Uh, speed 7. Uh, it is mat 6. It is def 13, armor 15. Woo! Uh, it is command five and essence four. Uh, it costs thirteen points. It has twenty-two boxes. It has. Let me look. It has eleven plus eight plus four, so twenty-three. Three. Yeah, way tankier than you thought. <laughs> That's that extra box. Yeah, it has eleven. It's like a troll light. Pretty much. Yeah. It's, yeah, with like one point higher def. <laughs> and no Creelstone. Yeah, and it so sure is 13 points. And it sure is. This is the thing. I, like, most of the beasts, especially the heavies, feel a little overcosted, but I think that's by design because well, summoning I, I think, is dumb. I think the heavies are actually fine. The lights are super expensive. The lights feel really expensive. I, I would be kind of happy with them around eight, but nine feels a little much. Anyway, uh, and the lesser feels really expensive to me. Yeah. Anyway, so the uh, Soul Stalker has Isle of Sight, has Pathfinder, uh, it has Soulless, <clears throat> which all the horrors have. Mm-hmm. It has Stealth, which is actually really good. Yeah. Uh, it has Serpentine, so it can't be knocked down, which is also very relevant. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you can grave wind one of these things with uh, Zadaroth and Feet. That's Def 17. Like that's that's a relevant number. <clears throat> uh, and then it has Soul Claiming. Uh, when this model destroys a living enemy model with a melee attack while in its controller's control range, its controller gains the destroyed model's soul token. So it can go and kill some infantry with its incredible Mat 6 and uh, hand some souls over. So that's a thing it can do. Uh, its two weapons are a Bite, which is range 1, PS 15, magical. And Constrict, range 1, PS 13, magical. And it has Coil, which I believe is on the Nerif? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so when this model directly hits a model with this weapon, this model's melee attacking against that model automatically hit for one turn. That's it. Better version of sustain, sustained attack. Yeah, yeah, basically. So I think this one this is not going to be a mainline heavy. This is not going to be something you pay for unless you're doing something silly. Um, I think this is going to be like the thing you summon just to have a really long-range missile. Um, yeah. I think the soul claiming is a bit optimistic considering its infantry clearing abilities are nothing. Non, non-existent it's range one and mat six it's not doing anything specifically good against infantry and it will die to basic infantry yeah <laughs> like very trivially so i don't know Th- this one is this one is all about range and accuracy right like you're just gonna you're gonna try to boost a hit on, to, on something to automatically hit it if you want to kill it that way like if it's a high def low armor thing um and it's speed I, seven i hate to say this because the the words coming out of my mouth feel like they should be wrong but i'm, I'm going to disagree <laughs> with brett fogel um, and say i think that i think this is one you're actually going to see taken with the battle group points a lot yeah. i think it is a really solid like going to be useful in almost every game and i think a lot of the time you're going to be summoning like whichever of the heavies are more important to you mm-hmm. i could very easily see one of these showing up in a lot of lists like it's just it's was... a solid beast it reminds me a lot of the nerf and i think it's going to do consistent work from game yeah. to game Nothing little, crazy, but... Yeah, that's a little my thought as well. Also, I think there's something to be said about prioritizing, like, a handful of heavies for your horror points just because they get max essence at the start and just summoning lights and stuff that you might want. Um, um, it's also important to note that uh, a lot of the way the faction works is all the defensive rules are in, like, one little tiny area. The Soulstalker can flank a lot better because he, he has a lot of yeah. innate defensive rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to see... Now, these guys have pretty big control areas for the most part. Uh, I would love to see Long Leash on this thing. I think that would be neat. Um, that, was just a, that, was just my, that was just my thought, but I think it'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, it's useless for Agathon. It's it's super far, but, like, I don't know. I think it'd be neat. And, like, at the top end of its energy chain, like, it'll do work. But then again, so will most things. Um, the next one down is the Tormentor. Uh, this is a heavy as well. Uh, speed 5, this one is Mat 7. Uh, it's Def 11, Armor 18, which is hey. not good. Uh, <laughs> but in comparison to not, the previous, it seems it's amazing. Not, yeah, it's not seriously bad, but it's not good. Uh, As a Essence, Legion player, I can tell you, it's not good. It's not good, yeah. <laughs> and I don't really uh, play that chassis like at all right now. Right. Oh, yeah, uh, it's super uh, Carnivian. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Essence 4... And it has, let me make sure I got this right. It has 24 boxes because it has 12, eight, and eight less than a Carnivian. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, It costs 12 points, which is also eight less than a Carnivian. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Six Uh, Six less. (laughs) It's large base, uh, soulless. It has snacking randomly. That's Uh, neat, I guess. Um, I don't know. When when snacking comes up, it's neat. But, yeah, you really don't want to pay to heal it, so sure. But I mean, if it's losing, if it's lost its middle ring, then snacking is not going to do anything. Snacking's not helping. Yeah. 
Uh, it has steady, which is great. Sure. On I mean, it's just yeah, it's just always good to have though. With a solo that gives it. Well, it just means you're not gonna have to spend focus to stand up. Yep. Sure. Sometimes. Essence. Uh, so it has two crushing claws, range one, PS Ugh. seventeen. Uh, magical, open fists, and it has chain attack, grab, and smash. Uh, so when it hits uh, the same model with both its initial attacks with the weapon, uh, it can immediately make a headbutt or throw. Um, I, think, I think you're going to summon this a ton. Yes. yes. Yeah. I think these two, this chassis, the Tormentor, and the next one are going to be the, the ones you're going to summon quite a bit. I mean, this guy is just, I summon a thing that hits things hard. <laughs> Very hard. You know, like, yeah. And it's like, sort of reasonably tanky to, given that i got it almost for free <laughs> yeah so and, that, yeah. and the real question if you do summon it you do load it up do you spend that last focus to buy an attack or yeah. do you let your opponent kill it and hope you can get another turn out of it yeah i mean even just leaving it and going like this is gonna die but it leads some attacks like that's a thing yeah. um so yeah i mean that just kind of comes down to like did you fail to kill the thing you needed to kill does buying that one more attack, like, is it important? And I think that's going to be the case with pretty much everything in this yep. this faction. It's going to be a lot of, do I buy that last attack? Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of lists that are going to summon this guy turn one. Like, yeah. I think he's going to be a yeah, very, very common, like, I'm going to summon him and run him. Because you may not be, like, quite in range to summon a ranged guy yet for that to matter. And so I think a lot of cases, this <clears> guy, <throat> he, he's going to get summoned a lot. He's yeah. going to die, and he's going to get summoned again. I think he's both the default summon and also the the summon that like in a armor emergency you will want him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean he'll smash a thing, especially with any kind of damage buff. Like yeah. feel like scything touch on him. Like he'll do good work for a heavy you just incarnated from nothing. Uh, <laughs> I'm almost a little surprised that he got uh, POW 17. I I was yeah. all, I was expecting I, it to be 16. I expected I'm very so poor damage seven. numbers across. <laughs> it. I'm very glad he's yeah. That's really where it. That's where he works for me is the fact that he's. Yeah having access to a beat stick mat seven heavy is a really big deal um desolator this is another heavy are my favorite yeah same same exact chassis except it is mat six rat six uh and it's essence four uh it's point cost 14 which makes it the most expensive bees horror in the faction yep yep uh yeah they're cheap (laughs) uh like from a they're they're too expensive kind of for what they do but they don't have a lot they don't have any like elite pieces and there's probably a reason for that uh large base has assault it has immunity to corrosion it has solace and it has steady so it has two black bile cannons which look horrifying (laughs) they are spray can we just say that doug hamilton did a great job making (laughs) these guys look crazy as fuck this whole so we've mostly seen concept art we've seen some of the renders for like the horrors and stuff but like this faction looks intense yeah like the, the the aesthetic is wild um these are the only two models i don't like the look of i really like them they're just really meaty i don't know i, 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 I don't know cool. i just i really hate four-legged things apparently yeah that's reasonable <laughs> uh so uh spray eight uh rate of fire one has two of them so it can shoot two spray eights and it's rat six rat six sprays are great uh it is pow 10 sort of ish yeah <laughs> yeah so uh the weapon has continuous effect corrosion Ooh, it is cool. both corrosive and magical Ooh. And it has a rule called Withering Death, which is a model hit by this weapon suffers minus two armor for one turn unless it has immunity to corrosion. So you're going to get wrecked by those croaks. <laughs> can't can't <laughs> reduce that armor. Um, so it's it's always, except against models with immunity corrosion that it can't damage anyway, it is always POW 12 uh, on the on the spray, unless you can boost it further than that. But like minimum, that's, that's what it's going to be. 
Uh, so this is a minus two armor, you know, debuff that you can just summon onto the field and it sprays and you can hit a lot of things with it. <clears throat> it's pretty good. I'm curious. Do you guys think this power will go up in the CID of the spray? Yeah. Uh, I think if it goes up, the claws have to go down. Because um, right now it's only one pow less than the main beat stick heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have the claws, which are range 1, PS 14, and then it's magical. So you're going to assault when you charge in. Uh, so it's typically going to be PS 16, which Although is one is, less. It is horrifyingly bad if it gets like jammed. Cause it can't assault. Yeah, there's really not much you can do. Yeah, it doesn't have like gunfighter or anything like that. So it's just kind of like... Uh, yeah. So this is this is the one I end up actually paying for the most in the two lists I've built, just because yeah. they built a group which is, group point with two which of is them. funny. Yeah, that's true. That's the thing too. Is is twenty eight is kind of weird. So like two desolators is like done. <laughs> that's Got totally it. fair. I mean, I think the I think the the essence the horror points are going to change. I think they just probably put them all at a default twenty eight, and then they'll probably. Well, yeah, it's possible. My my experience with the uh, previous points has been that they roll a die. <laughs> they they throw they throw a dart at a board and see yeah. what comes up. I'm looking at I you love when they're like four points on Chromac one. Except it's it's funny when they make that ch- when they make a change to it and it's actually relevant occasionally. <laughs> yeah. Like when they reduced Denny one's yep. warjack yeah, points and suddenly her ghost fleet did not work anymore. Like the whole thing was just like oh <laughs> you can't build this list anymore. This is super weird. Uh, without losing like an entire battle engine, it's kind of yeah. wild. Anyway, uh, now we're onto the lights. I like uh, I like lights a lot actually. I do too. I think they're really cool. Also, the second light, the Shrieker, is possibly one of the most horrifying looking things I've ever <laughs> seen. It's really hideous in yeah. a good way. Yeah, anyway, one of my friend is like, oh my god, I don't like eyes. I'm like, those aren't eyes. They're spots. It has eyeless sight. <laughs> yep. So uh, the Lamenter. This is a giant spiky boy. He's it's a hydralisk. It's a hydralisk, yes. <laughs> uh, for all the StarCraft fans out there. It has 9 plus 5 plus 4 boxes. So 18. 18 boxes. <laughs> uh, speed 6. It is mat 6. Def 13. Armor 14. With 18 boxes. Basically a heavy. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's really not that much. That's the thing. It's only a little less tanky than the, uh, the, snake, the snake one. The first heavy we talked about. Uh, it's Essence 3. It's point cost 9. Uh, it, is, it feels a little expensive, but uh, it has flight, which is cool. It has solace. It has dodge. Oh, so uh, when an enemy attack misses it, uh, it uh, gets to move two inches, ignoring free strikes. It has a great rule called soul parasites. It can spend one essence at any time during its activation. Uh, if it does so for one round, living non-soul is very specific. It's living things with living things, things with souls. Things with soul. <laughs> yeah, living non-soulless enemy models and enemy models with it says spirit vessel. It's supposed to be soul vessel. They're changing that. Suffer minus two to their attack rolls while within four inches of this model. So that is an additional death buff for things yeah. on top of Zadaroth's plus four death. <laughs> So if, for example, there's some way to make range attacks pretty ineffective against this faction, it's kind of like the 15 all the time against living things. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, it's, it's weapons. Also, it's also mm-hmm. nice because because of the way summoning works, um, if you're playing against a construct army, you just you don't pay for it in your battle group. You just bring it in yeah. if they have living stuff. Yeah, if they don't, you yeah. bring in other stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be a very common summon in the matchups you want it for. Well, yeah, it, I think it's going to be by far the most common summon from uh, the lesser. 
yeah yeah i, I think when you're fighting stuff it's good against you're gonna try to pump out two of them pretty quick and just yeah. like they'll go do their thing uh it has two weapons called piercers which is very <laughs> very reasonable and a good name for the giant needles it has for arms <laughs> Uh, it is pass rank 13 magical weapons as usual, and it has critical paralysis. So on a critical hit, living model hit has its base def reduced to five and it cannot run charge or slam or trample for one round. Uh, paralysis is great when it happens. It's usually a little less good on melee attacks, but like still good. It's critical though. It is critical, right? That's so, like, it's good when it happens, but you're not bringing this guy cause he beats things. That said, you can get him to decent enough damage numbers. I mean, if you if you spray something with a desolator yep. and have it at like the top end of a synergy chain, it's like PS eighteen, which is pretty good. No, I think he's reasonable. Um, yeah, and two attacks at essence three with free charges, like it's a lot of attacks for yeah. for and, a, and for a lesser. And for, for a, a nine point model or a model that you summon, he's gonna be incredibly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. The Shrieker. So I love this thing because I've asked for this exact model in Protectorate like a hundred <laughs> times. Uh, so it's speed six. Uh, it's rat six, mat three. Uh, it doesn't have a melee weapon. So uh, it's rat six. Def oh, 13. Oh, that matters for slams. Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, Def 13, armor 15. Uh, so it's the same stat line as the, the first heavy we talked about. Uh, it's essence three, and it has 18 as well. 18 yeah. boxes. Uh, point cost nine. Uh, it has eyeless sight. It has gunfighter, and it has soulless. So the weapon, I will say, I never asked for a light with a gun that hits this hard and protector it. Yeah, but still, it, that is that aside. It actually has seventeen boxes. It lost one in the center. Oh, did it? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, spectral fire. This is a range ten, pow thirteen magical gun that has admonisher. So when an enemy model is directly hit by an attack with this weapon, D three nearest enemy models within four inches take an unboostable pow ten magical damage roll. They are not considered to have been an attack, and they are all simultaneous. So, so you'll you'll know when you need this. <laughs> Very good in that case. Yeah, like there is no reason to bring this into a bunch of heavies. If yeah. you're fighting a bunch of infantry, you start pumping out shriekers, and yes. they're just gonna start shooting at like, punisher bounce shots and everything. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty good into Callus's feet. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is kind so, of funny because like the rest of this faction is not good into Callus. Yeah. So it's kind of funny because especially when I first read the the lesser uh, masters rules, I was kind of like, this seems like she'd be like really hard to run, but the really utility nature of these lights, I feel like she's just so good at summoning them. Um, like having just like her just be like, okay, I'm fighting a bunch of troops, pump two shriekers out. Maybe your caster even puts another shrieker out depending on how many you're fighting. Right. And then suddenly you're like my list that maybe didn't have any infantry clear suddenly has three, Admonish like three ashes to ashes every turn that I'm, you know, are fully boostable. Yeah, I I like it. I really really like this light. It's just its model is gonna look horrifying. I'm very excited about. It. I like that they so it's covered in eyes, which is funny because it has eyeless sight. But they, uh, <laughs> but somebody was like, somebody made a comment about a lot of none of these models, including the masters, have had eyes up to this point. They all don't have eyes. And uh, the devs were like, oh, it's because the Shrieker has them all. <laughs> I was like, no, that's worse. Don't do that. I don't like it. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, now the lesser. Uh, the Forboder. So one thing they mentioned as well, um, 
we actually have different names for like most of these things that come from like older fluff. These are supposed to be the names that like people gave them when they come to Kane. Uh, they're not their like actual names. They're just the common names people use, which is why they kind of just sound like weird, random, generic English words. <laughs> uh, anyway, foreboder speed six, uh, Matt five. It's rat one, uh, deaf 13 armor 10. So sure. Boy, the <laughs> boy, boy, does it die. Yeah. Essence one. Uh, it has seven, 12, uh, thir- uh, fif- 14. 14, 14 math, 14 oh, boxes. <laughs> three boxes less than the light <laughs> yeah. it is point cost four which i think is too much i eh, don't pay for it. i don't see ever buying these yeah you're gonna summon these um thing is real easy to summon they are essence one okay. costs you one essence to summon one and they, they come in with full essence <clears throat> do yeah they're a one-to-one trade <laughs> uh Four boaters. So he has Flight, he has Solace, and he has Channeler Infernal Master. So uh, while this model is in a friendly Infernal Master's control range, the Infernal Master can channel spells through it. Which uh, is weird, because that means the lesser can, the lesser summon, can't, can summon it, but can't channel. channel through it. He's not actually an Infernal Master. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's otherwise, um, otherwise uh, like Sorcerer Wand would be able to channel through it. Yes, there's a reason this is worded the way it is. And spoilers, geez. Sorry. <laughs> so one on the list, probably. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tendrils. Uh, it's just this one melee attack. It's uh, PS9 chain weapon, randomly, and it's magical. Which is good for a lesser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got it's got one inch reach. It's a boostable like magic chain weapon. Um, it's probably not going to come up super often, but it's there. Uh, and yeah, I think it costs kind of a lot because at the end of the day, it's just a channeler that you're running around. Yeah. Um, but that, you there's can a distinct lack of shield guard in this faction. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until there's not. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Uh, yeah. So that's the four, but it's your channeler. If if you need an arc node, that's you're gonna bring it in. If you don't, you're not. Only channeler in faction. Um, I think it'll. In- I think it'll still get taken with like actual horror points in some situations. I think you're gonna like grab two horrors and then be like, well, I didn't pick two desolators, so I have extra points. Yeah. So, yeah <laughs> and so it's it's a lot. Of, I think it's gonna be pick two beasts or pick two horrors and then like one of these. If you're playing like Zadarath or uh... it's kind of interesting because I, I we're so used to like really optimizing Warjack points, <laughs> but this faction it's kind of like I'll just take the ones that are most mathematically convenient at the time, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and then I'll figure it out when I get there. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we're past the horrors and onto units. Uh, the cultist band. I love this unit so much. Oh, what kind of band are they? Like a metal band? They look like a metal band. <laughs> Clearly uh, Europop. <laughs> yep, there it is. Uh, so cultist band. These guys are like, they have, they have a lot of roles you can kind of take with this, I feel like. So they're speed six, they're map five, uh, def 12, arm 12. So like the ultimate, oh God, I'm dying stats. Again, it's not like oh, I wish we were that tanky. <clears throat> yeah, their command six, which is brutal because the unit can get, actually get really big. <laughs> yeah, it can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're FAU. Wow. Yep. And uh, they are just barely over one point each, and they're taken in groups of four or six uh, for so five points or seven points respectively. One point two five points for four. One point <clears throat> for the next two. Yeah. 
So, they have the rule, Dark Cult. While in formation, models in this unit are marked souls. So it seems kind of weird initially that they don't just have marked soul. This is the rule that allows you to remove them to gain your essence stat back. This is the main unit that has that. Um, the reason for that is so that you can't just run a dude out of formation to your backfield and use the unit normally and just have like a free guy who has marked soul somewhere back there. They only have it while they're in formation. Okay, so, so. I guess we'll finish all the rules and we'll talk about the rules. Sure. So they have gang. So they, when making a melee attack, target an enemy model that is in the melee range of another model in the unit, they get plus two to melee attack and damage rolls. Seems good. Again, usefully they are range <clears> one, <throat> which is nice yes. for gang units. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially because they kind of look like a half-inch melee unit to me, yeah. but they've got one, so that's neat. They also have magic ability. Uh, star a- Ritual of Shadows is a star action range three, target friendly horror. If the target horror is in range, it gains an essence point. They also have Touch of Darkness, star action, range base to base, target friendly, living, soulless model. Uh, so this is all the horrors and a couple of infantry units. Uh, if the model is in range, remove D3 damage points from it. And then they have Shanghai Woo! of uh, Pressganger fame. <clears throat> so turn basically a tree when they, into a pirate. Yeah, or turn a tree into a cultist. <laughs> uh, when, so how this works is when they kill a living, when two of them are in melee of one living enemy warrior model and they kill it you can add one grunt to a friendly non-character small based unit in this model's command range you put it you put it uh, into formation completely within this model's command range which is six and the grunt must forfeit its combat action the turn it is put into play yeah. and so note these that it, it's new so it doesn't have to like replace something it doesn't have to be this unit so you can like make new i don't know uh, Stormblades. Yep. And, uh, yeah. So, you're kind of looking at a unit that is both like pain givers and like a melee chaff unit. Yeah. And you can kind of either, they can either shift rolls halfway through a game or they can kind of do whichever one you want to set them up for. And you can actually, cons- there's some things about unit construction that let you do a lot with these guys. Okay, so let me just briefly go over what attachments sure. you can get. <clears throat> sure. You can get uh, Dark Sentinel, I think is the name of the yes. weapon attachment. Um, yeah. they're, they're two points apiece. They're exactly the same as the, the normal cultists, except that they have a range two POW 12 weapon. And I believe they're Mat 6 as well. Oh, that's nice. I believe they are Mat Six. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah. They are otherwise functionally identical. Yes. They are just they are just a slightly more beat sticky cultist. Oh. And then there is a character UA who um, collects souls from the unit and can use those souls to either boost an, an annihilation spell, which is pretty fucking sweet, um, mm-hmm. or he can give plus two defense to the whole unit, or he can. What's the third one? Uh, he can. Arcade um, Vortex. Uh, he can. He has Arcade Vortex. Yeah. Um, but he's four points, so he like <laughs> the unit. Um, yeah. So okay, so the three, so there are several roles that you can do with the unit. Now, roll one is you take a max unit, you stick it on the back edge of your table, you make sure that your caster's in focus or in essence for the whole game. Um, I think that's gonna be something common. You, uh, I think people are gonna do it if you if there's like you know a unit with pow ten guns. Like if there's Adrian's on the table, you're like, all right, <laughs> cultists, you're, you're gonna you're gonna stay alive. Yeah. That's your that's your role. Or like a bunch of fireflies or something that are just gonna oh, yeah. blend them all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, ambush units. <laughs> yep. God, ambush units are so bad. Guys. <laughs> yep. The problem uh, is, is they're way on your backfield, and an ambush unit can just like separate them from your army and be like, sup. <laughs> <laughs> and so they go let's go matt seven pal 11 <laughs> yep yeah uh 
but alternatively, I mean, so this is a six-man support unit, but you can put three weapon attachments and a pretty nasty uh, command attachment on them. So you have a ten-man unit now. And uh, give them ambush. And they have ambush in the theme, yep. in the main theme. So you suddenly have a really interesting combat unit that is, like, creating more of itself. Yeah. Uh, and has the option to go up and act as support if you really need it. Uh, but can still beat stick pretty well. I mean, those the, the weapon attachments under gang or mat eight PS fourteen like that's relevant. That's a very yeah. relevant number. Reach triggers a lot of gang in Shanghai. It's a really really awesome role for that kind of yeah, thing. absolutely. Um, and then the last role is yeah to be uh like frontline war beast support. So like you summon a war beast, they they fill it all the way up and then it goes nuts. Um, yeah. which I think is the coolest role because it's the most powerful, but it's also something that your opponent actually gets to interact with. Yeah. Um, so I think, it, I think a lot of, a lot of the power of the faction comes down to keeping the cultists alive. Like if you take 12 cultists and they hand out 12 essence every turn for six turns, I, like your opponent's just going to be like rolled You're over. You're going to steamroll games, right? Like yeah. the, the, the attrition value of that is insane. Yeah. Uh, but because like 12, this, 12 with no defensive rules. Right. I mean, you got to think about it. Like for every like four essence that they hand out, that's a heavy that you're cast. Yeah. Like you don't have to allocate that, right? that you're having you can just put into play yep. like these guys are just printing money constantly um as long as you can keep them alive yep and they're boy are they 12 12 <laughs> um i mean honestly that's almost a way where like zataroth seems even better just to have a turn where they're not like super well, easy to kill <laughs> that makes the combat unit really hilarious because they get grave mist and then they get the beat and they're like yep. 16. <laughs> you're, like, what yep. is you're like what is with this chaff unit that i can <laughs> no longer kill like i can't do it yeah it's yeah it seems neat and they're steady because what's his face yeah yep. uh yep uh so now for an extremely simple unit but a pretty sweet one, I think, is the Griever Swarm, which look like weird floating eyeballs with tentacles. Uh, they are speed 7, they are rat 5, <clears throat> uh, def 13, armor 12, which is not good. Uh, they're command 8, oh, uh, F8, yeah, uh, command 2, or F8 2, sorry. Uh, and they cost uh, 8 points for a min unit of 6 and 14 points for a max unit of 10. They have combined range attack, eyeless sight, which is great, flight, gunfighter, and soulless. And their only weapon is a range 10, POW 12, magical crit fire gun. Okay, so there's two ways to look at this unit. <coughs> Way number one is uh, wool stalkers, uh, which is not accurate. They are much better than those. Uh, yeah. And way number two is compare them to Holloman. Holloman are actually a really good unit uh, in Grimkin. They're just in a pretty bad theme. Well, until the new stuff comes out. Um, and they're kind of just better than Holloman. Uh, they cost one point more for the max unit. Um, instead of having apparition, they have speed seven, um, but they can fire their guns in melee, um, and their gun is base pow twelve uh, rather than pow eleven. Um, they have the same CRA. They're about the same cost, about the same defensive, about the same rat. Um, they both have eyeless sight. They both have CRA. Um, they have flight instead of so they actually have like a pathfinder rule, which is one of the most annoying yeah. things about Halloween. Yeah. I would love these guys in Legion. These are like the yeah. the unit I have always wanted for Callus forever. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. This but, is just uh, a really solid CRA unit. Yeah. 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 They they may seem boring, but I think they're actually. Yeah. There, there's nothing super flashy here, but like Isla Sight on a CRA unit is amazing. Yeah. Isla Sight really magic good. weapon. Like there's just there's not <laughs> really like this is just a a CRA unit designed very well. I mean, if they just walk up and ten man CRA Iris off the table, they've made <laughs> half their points back instantly. <laughs> well, I think so. I if I if I was 
granted a wish, it would be to lower their range to eight, but give them repo three. Yeah, I can see that. Um, so regarding the thing that we've kind of mentioned a couple of times, the place I've found these guys the most interesting in is other factions. <laughs> yeah, uh, is is with other I casters. Um, I, I have yeah, I have found some really crazy places for these guys uh, to really up their damage output uh, to to pretty crazy values. But anyway, uh, howlers, yeah. Oh my god, we all love this unit. I know these yes. are like these are these are the. <laughs> These are the I, unit I am here for right now. Cause I cannot imagine <laughs> building an, an Infernals list right now without two units. Without two units. Like, right. They, yeah. Well, if you're doing something really silly, I can see it. You're, like, you're really putting together a ranged list or something, like really intentionally or something <laughs> yeah. like that. But kind of they, these guys yeah. are like, these guys are like everything a that I want. Unit, in a unit. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I think yeah. my favorite thing about them is they are like the ultimate spell draft unit. <laughs> like They just like, take everything well, yeah, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. Um, so they are speed five, uh, mat seven. Uh, yeah, they're speed five ish. Yeah, <laughs> mat seven, uh, def 12, uh, armor 17, their command eight. Uh, they're FA2. For three models, it's nine points. For five models, it's 15 points. Uh, oh. So these, these are heavy infantry. Yep. Three points. Yep. They're medium based, and they have eight wounds apiece. Which is very, if they had five, I would not like them that much. But eight, eight is a really good spot where. They're, they're getting well, into a really solid... You may be thinking to yourself, 12-17, that's not that good of a stat line. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you wait. Yeah. Um, so we, we've already seen Unyielding. Uh, we've already seen the Soul Parasites. Uh, mm. So that can get them 14-19 to melee, which is pretty fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty solid. And then, yeah, there's other stuff. But um, So, they are soulless, so they can be healed by cultists, which is funny. Ooh, which is cool, because there's ways to revive them. Yep. Uh, they have tough... They have which, Brazi- yep. which would be which would be fine as long as they don't have any way to like you know uh, get no knockdown. Yep. Uh, they have berserk, so they have which, berserk, which makes that command eight really relevant. <laughs> um, yes, I mean, yeah, the further is okay as long as they're not like getting a way to ignore tough or something while they do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yeah, berserk. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, when this model destroys an enemy model with a or destroys any model with a melee attack during its combat action, immediately after the attack is resolved, make another attack. You have to. So uh, you can kill your own things with this. You will kill your own things with it occasionally, but uh, yeah. I, I also like how the devs were like, they're keeping berserk. Like, don't yeah. bother making suggestions about it getting something else. This is what this unit is designed to do. And they I mean, will occasionally hit each other. Honestly, you look at this unit and you're like, that's a unit with a berserk. Like, they're just, yeah. they look, they look really mean. Uh, so they have Bloodthirst. When it charges a living model, this model gains plus two inches movement. So it speeds seven against living models on charges, which is really good. Uh, and then they have Vengeance. But... Uh, yep. So if uh, during your maintenance phase, if one or more models in this unit were damaged by enemy attacks during the last round, each model in the unit can advance three inches and make a basic melee attack. So they threaten, you know, 15 inches against living models as long as they're damaged at a time. That's real far. So Fun fact, have, it goes further than that if they have plus two speed and incorporeal. <laughs> uh, if you haven't played against Pormongers, uh, Berserk does not trigger during the Vengeance attack. Yeah, correct. Yeah, um, yeah, it says during combat action. So the only unfortunate thing about them is that they don't have Pathfinder, which, oh well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotta have something bad. But they have Incorporeal on that turn. <laughs> yeah, if only there was, yeah. like, multiple ways to get them, like, Ghostwalk <laughs> yeah. and Incorporeal. Yeah, they should, they should and... <laughs> so, uh, their weapon is Impaler. This is a range 2 PS13 magical weapon with Grievous Wounds on it. Uh, so that's, 
and, and I mentioned this earlier, is that the only thing about this unit that isn't, like, great for me is that they are just PS-13. Yes. With one attack. Yeah, outside Berserk. So, like, for armor, they, they are not armor crackers baseline. You have to help them. But if you can help them, they're good against whatever. Like, If only every single caster in this faction could summon something that has a negative two arm debuff. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you can, you can help it out, definitely. You're right. Um, they, should have, they should have immunity corrosion. It's perfect. <laughs> oh, actually, they have tactician. Never mind. You don't need it. Yeah, they have access to tactician. This is true. Uh, yeah. So this is just like a really solid unit. Okay. They take oh. buffs really well. I really like them. So what I, I okay. So yeah, I think this unit's awesome. I think there's lots of ways to use them, and I think I think having a unit that's good on threat range and bad on everything else can be fixed in a lot of ways. But having like this, this faction can't fix threat ranges at all. <laughs> so. Yeah. The bloodthirsty and, and so they've got a good threat range baseline, and then you just need to fix everything else. Can we it's... just savor that? Like this unit, like a year from now, is going to get a UA. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> be, uh, it's probably a character one that looks amazing too. Yep. I'd, be, I'd be all over that. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I do want to point out that when I was first going through this uh, in the dev chat, um, when we got to this point, I was kind of like, I think this faction is bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like you look at like you look at the war beasts or sorry the horrors you look at the units you look at the caster like these are not impressive like yeah something is kind of cool but i mean there's no gun defenses their pow is real low they don't have any special rules so now let's move on to the solos <laughs> yeah yeah it, the solos is where this whole thing starts like all the puzzle pieces start coming together because they have so many character support solos that We're it's bonkers <laughs> and it's pretty much solos from this point forward. Yeah. Uh, okay. Lord Roger. Roger. I don't know how you're supposed to say that. Deviaros. Um. At first, I think he's a. I think he's a Lely's. Yeah, probably. Uh, so this guy, he's a character Infernal Solo. Uh, speed six. He's map five. Uh, rat doesn't matter. Uh, Def 13, armor 12, he's command 10, he has 5 boxes, he costs 4 points, and he's on a small base. So this is your master attachment. He goes yep. on your Infernal Master. He cannot go uh, on the masters. Yes. Uh, he has Arcane Assist, so your master can upkeep one spell without spending essence, which is great. Every point you can save is a big deal. Yeah. He'd be an auto-include if we stopped right here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> then, he, then, he, then he has Direct well, Spirits, wait, which just more. makes... He has direct spirits, which makes a lot of things go off the rails, and I think possibly won't stick out to the end of CID. But yeah. I, I look at this faction and I go, this doesn't need direct spirits. Like it's just it it feels so icing on an already very iced cake to me as far as like soul generation. Yeah, the, I'm the just like this is like when your seven-year-old daughter is like adding more icing to the cake. <laughs> yeah. No, daddy, it'll taste great. <laughs> well, yeah, the the fact that um so the friendly attacks turning into um master soul master essence is a problem that's going to be fixed right that's um, the problem is, is you can kill it. it every single thing of soul generation in this faction is from enemy models until you add this guy to a list and suddenly it just breaks everything well the uh, structure but um well, yeah technically yeah you know, <laughs> I think just having like a like a way to move spirits around or move souls around that isn't that doesn't allow you to do it with your own friendly attacks. I think like just a more toned down version of direct spirits, like I'd be down with, and I and I I would see totally why it would exist. But yeah. also down direct spirits as a rule. Just as saying. a rule, yep, I mean probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's magic ability seven. 
I'm yeah. not bitter. So he has he's magic ability seven. He has harmonious exaltation. So range command. So it's ten. So it's pretty far. Um, this uh, he targets his infernal master. Uh, once this turn, when it casts a spell, you can reduce the cost of the spell by one. Just really good to have. And then spell slave. Uh, he so basically here are, here are the spells he can slave. He can slave Stygian Abyss. Mm-hmm. He can slave um, Ghost Walk, which is a pretty good one to spell slave. Yeah. Um, yep. Breath of Corruption, which is an excellent one. To which is a very strong slave. one. Yeah. Um, and then Darkfire, Hexblast, and Influence. Yeah, Hexblast is really good. Yeah, for sure. They actually have a lot of they have a lot of they have a lot of ways to do solos with Hexblast. Yeah, he's the second best solo with Hexblast. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, and then he has Marked Soul, so you can use him to get uh, your essence, which is common for like all of the character solos because they're all they're all humans. Uh, he also has a Black Iron Blade, which is a uh, half inch melee, um, PS10 magic weapon. Um, so this guy is like caster attachment the model plus direct spirits yeah like you know like arcane assist harmonious exaltation spell slave that's everything you want on a caster attachment right like you're like okay good that's all i needed (laughs) you know it's and then he also makes the faction work with direct spirits yeah so like direct spirits like there's a conversation about that but as far as everything else he does it's kind of like there's nothing flashy here but it does exactly what you want it to do so neat you know like cool those are good um so I'm gonna move down to Lord Adept Quintus Faustus. Faustus. This is, this is the so yeah, we'll we'll talk about him really briefly. Um, I'm going to call Jaden real quick because he keeps messaging oh. me and I don't want to talk to him. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the thing we forgot was that he has Battle Wizard, um, which is really cool in a unit with the uh, um, gang, but not cool in a unit with Shanghai because Shanghai doesn't. Allow you to make. That. Yeah, well, and yeah, and yeah, but um, he doesn't actually have Shanghai, so it's all yeah, he doesn't have Shanghai <laughs> himself. Yeah, so he he can battle wizard. Uh, the only spell he has is annihilation, um, <laughs> which is great. Yeah, because so he does take souls. He has soul taker shepherd, so he gains souls from models in the unit that die. Uh, and annihilation lets him get more souls, which is great. He has marked soul, and then yeah, he can give grave mist, which is the same thing that immortals have, so plus two defense for one round for his unit. Uh, arcane vortex we can cancel spells that are targeted within three inches of him by spending a soul and he can uh, boost attacker damage rolls with his um with souls Which is important because that works on annihilation yes absolutely uh he's he's only mat six but he has gang and is a two inch melee weapon that's ps11 and magical so yep. it's essentially mat eight ps13 which is great and he's another he makes it so you have four two inch melee because while he doesn't have shanghai he should still apply for shanghai for other models so um he can help out with that um as so he he looks a lot like uh roven to me in some ways mm-hmm. uh from roven and co and just the battle wizard followed by ability to shoot aoe is fantastic like i have used that so many times and then he does a bunch of other things too i think so. arcane vortex is really the arcane vortex is a big deal yeah for sure uh the only thing about arcane vortex is oftentimes he's gonna be ambushing so he's yeah might be in kind of weird places but like if you just need it if you're just like i just need or arcane vortex like i could see taking like a small unit and this guy yep uh like I mean, to be honest, even if the whole unit dies and it's just him, like, he can still go do work. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and, uh, so when you sacrifice someone, uh, you you don't get the soul. It's removed from play. Yeah. Yep. Master Theurgist Gideon Asher. 
Okay. So I just want to say he's Eilish 1.0. Yeah, he's 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 the. Uh... Okay, Jaden is now here. Hi, Jaden. Hi, guys. Hi. So we just got to Asher, aka Eilish, pre-Eilish, proto-Eilish. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> so anybody who was around when Eilish Garrity went on CID, this guy is like a slightly toned down version of CID Eilish. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, yeah. you guys have gotten to like nothing. Holy oh, crap. <laughs> I know, we're moving through. We're just in the, I mean, we, yeah, we're into the solos. We're on, uh, this call is an hour and 30 minutes long so far, so we're killing it. Uh, so speed six, he is map five, rat five, def 13, armor 14. He's command five, has five boxes. Uh, he costs five points. So he has arcane pulse. So when he's destroyed by an enemy attack, enemy upkeep spells on models within eight inches of it expire. This is mostly fluffy, but it might come up. It's the thing on the large base phantasm too. Yep. Uh, he has dark power. So he gets an additional die on magic attack and damage rolls, discarding the lowest die. So he's, he's a little bit extra accurate and damaging on spells when he wants to be. Uh, he has Gatewalker, which is the same thing Halish has. Once per activation, immediately after this model casts a spell, you can place him within five inches of his current, completely within five inches of his current location. He has Mark Soul, and then he has Magic Ability Seven. He has Hex Blast, so the same spells before that removes upkeeps, and he has Puppet Master, which is uh, it's range ten. You give it to a friendly or an enemy. Um, uh, you can uh, force the affected model, you put it on to re-roll one attack or damage roll, then it expires. It lasts for a round. Which is hilarious on Zadroth's feet turn. <laughs> oh, you, yeah. managed, you managed to hit my defense 17 model. Try again. Yeah, you put it, put it on enemy stuff. There's a, there's yeah. a couple ways to make enemies re-roll here. Yep. yep. But this is like 90% of the rules that Ailish had in CID, except a little toned down because he can't boost. It's just Dark Power instead. And, that's, and he has Arcane Pulse instead of Arcane Void. I think yep. he's going to see play. Oh yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I mean, you'll run him. It's I think like if you already have hex blast, uh, so if you're playing whichever one it was that had hex blast, <laughs> Zadaroth, I think. No. Um, you may no. It's on uh, Agathon. Oh, was it Agathon? Agathon. Okay. It's on, not, it's on the lackluster one. Yeah, you may not necessarily run him there, although it is still like a hex blast he doesn't have to pay for, which is a thing. Yeah. Um, although from there you could probably just take the attachment and cast it out of him. Yeah. But okay. um. I think he's like the fourth best solo, so he's gonna see play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know the, the solos just keep going in this faction, yeah. and they and they get wild. Like some I mean, of them are like, but that's really cool, happening? right? It's like there are characters that go to the infernals. That's like the point. Yeah, I think it's really cool that they went really like this. I think this faction plays very solo heavy in general. It's just a lot of really cool solos, like yeah, character and non-character. And I love cool references. They all look like cool designs. I Every think single model be weird for be people sweet. looking at solos and realizing that they're actually appropriately costed. Right. <laughs> okay. And they have to pay points for them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Great Princess Regna Gravnoi. That's a name. Uh, it is. Uh, also, so this model is gorgeous. Yeah, I freaking love yeah, it. Yeah, the yeah the art looks amazing. I so one comment I made because I was talking to a friend of mine and he said something about looking like the uh, like a variation on the queen from like uh, I think it's Snow White or something. But a lot of these characters from their art kind of look like Disney villains, but in the best way possible. Like they look awesome, but in a very like fantasy kind of way. Like they're really over the top and kind of just fantastical and I really like it. It's um, going to be so much fun to paint. Oh my yeah, gosh. I'm excited to see the renders and sculpts for all these because we've mostly just seen artwork. Uh, speed 6. Uh, Matt 6. Def 14. Armor 14. 
command eight and essence four because this is a lesser is so it's actually called a master infernalist but this is a lesser master essentially lesser master lesser master yeah which just i think sounds dumb to say i think that's probably why they went with master infernalist but anyway uh has five wounds cost five points Mark soul so you can you can wreck your lesser for for essence if you have to <laughs> that's the thing all of these are really expensive really strong character solos so like once you're out of cultists you're having to start to you're you're looking at her and thinking about it <laughs> you know <laughs> you're like do i cut my health or do i kill her um, do i just concede or do i kill her <laughs> yeah. just getting to that point um so she has master infernalist which is essentially the lesser warcaster rule yeah. Yep. She, uh, she acts most... like a warcaster, but it's not one. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The most important sentence in all of these is, this model is not an Infernal Master. <laughs> yeah, this faction in particular, it is very relevant that she's not actually an Infernal Master, because there's a lot of things she can't do. It's like summon uh, through the gate. Yep. She right. can't summon through the gate, which we'll talk to, uh, or we'll <laughs> talk about. Uh, she can't channel through the lesser. Um, however, she does specifically, it says she has all of the special rules of an Infernal Master, meaning she can summon horrors. Yep. Uh, which is a big deal. So her weapon, but she is... can only do lighter lessers. Yes, <laughs> that's important. Yes. Yeah. Say that again. She can only, only do lights. lights. Yeah, yeah, lighter. yeah. Yeah. That's part of Master Infernalist. It says you can only have yeah. light or lessers. Yeah. Uh, which she's great for though. Like being able to being I'm able not to complaining about that. I'm just yeah, pointing out that being, she could being able to summon. summon. Yeah, being able to summon heavy. So that's the thing though. Is if you have her, you can summon two horrors a turn. Yep. It yep. gets pretty crazy. But, but you have to sacrifice two models a turn. That's the other thing. Is she that's that that is really fine. important? Is is she is running off of the same essence mechanic as your masters are? So as soon as you have her in a list, you're kind of committing to sacrificing two marked soul models a turn instead of one. So you kind of have to account for that with your cultists and things like that. Yep. yep. Uh, she has Sucker. She's super cool with it when there's a unit with Vengeance. Oh, I love her <laughs> with Howlers. Really, really makes good. me so, so happy. Yeah, if the model is directly hit by an enemy ranged attack, choose a friendly non-incorporeal warrior model within three inches of it to be hit instead. You have to do this. She has <laughs> to send attacks off, which you're going to want to do anyway, because you don't want her to die. Um, well, that's actually... Yeah. Wait. Uh, hmm. Nothing. Never mind. Okay. Uh, so, her weapon. She has a half-inch melee PS7 dagger. With poison and blood boon. Which is actually cool. Yeah, that <laughs> is cool. really cool. It's a kind of terrible weapon, but like if you ever get the chance to use it, like it's yeah. really worth it. Like that seems really good if you just spell list is good. Yeah. yeah. Some Man. like some like random enemy chaff infantry gets a little bit too far into your like midline, like just well, go pop a dude. She's gonna be hanging out behind the howlers because she wants to trigger their vengeance accidentally, and you have tactician, so if they like try and jam or jam you you go poof <laughs> yep. yeah you just pop right through and kill something and then everybody else comes up and protects her um which is good because her, her spell list is neat she's got uh dark seduction so cost three range eight take control of target enemy non-warcaster non-warlock warrior model immediately make a full advance with that model followed by a basic attack then dark seduction expires also this is probably going to end up reading non-infernal master uh, no, infernal well in yeah we, inscrutable. Uh, okay cool yeah, infernals they just gave a blanket rule inscrutable which can't be control of. Which is uh, perfectly named for them too. <laughs> it's true. The enemy model cannot be targeted by free strikes during this movement, uh, and it can be cast only once per activation, and it can, and a model can only be affected by it once per activation. Um, I don't think you're gonna see this like a ton because she has only essence four and it costs three, and it's like. But she can blood boon it. But she can blood boon it, which is really cool. So you could charge something and like kill it, and then boost a hit. A dark seduction is something, and you can make On some Lord of weird... the Feast, and then shoot a raven at something close to you that's not something you want to kill, and then yeah. and then kill yeah, Lord you, of the Feast. Yeah, you can do things like that. Um, there's all kinds of random like uh, 
you know, units with like or like warrior models with sprays and stuff that can just like shoot a bunch of things to death. Like there's all kinds of cool stuff. Or, 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 or you can hit the unit leader and make him walk a full advance backwards and put like yeah. an entire unit out of formation. Yeah. This is, all, this is one of those spells that it doesn't seem that crazy until like you start delving into what it can do. That's one um, weird trick. Unit leaders hate it. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hellfire. Uh, cost 3, range 10, POW 14. Models disabled by Hellfire cannot make a tough roll, and they are RFP'd. That's uh, a very, very good nuke to have. It's just, a, it's, it's just a really nasty nuke. Yeah. It's, again, hard to cast, but if you can blood boon it, it's great. Um, yeah. Just a just a vicious nuke because if, if a fully boosted hellfires take chunks out of things it's it's a really strong nuke uh wind wall this is a big one cost three. Oh look she's a kate Oren. yeah right <laughs> cost three range self uh duration round uh spellcaster cannot make ranged attacks after casting this spell which is irrelevant to her yep. non-magical range attacks targeting it automatically miss while within completely while completely within three inches of the spellcaster models cannot make ranged attacks and non-magical ranged attacks targeting them automatically miss and while lasts for one round it's a really good anti-gun mechanic yep in it's addition just... to sucker which is also a very good anti-gun mechanic yep 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 so... yep I don't think she's going to be in every single list, but I think she's no. in any like summoning list that you want to do. Um, certainly yeah. anything where a Lamenter would be good, or if you're worried about infantry, ever. Yeah, no, I, I think she's very, very strong in Dark Legacy, the theme. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, so I think uh, she is mostly going to be a summoner. I think you're very, very rarely going to use anything else in her card. I mean, Windwall is like you use that when you want to use it, right? Like it's it it largely doesn't matter for her because she has Sucker, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like you're gonna use it when it's relevant. Yeah, but in a meta in a meta that has Protect her, yeah. Yep. I mean, prote- protect my <laughs> Light War Beast that I just summoned. Protect my random Mother Solo. Oh. Yeah, like it'll it'll protect things if that's something necessary to you and is useful. The other um, thing is like she massively rewards good positioning because like if you can get off that blood boon consistently, she just does so many things. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, onward to Valen Hawk, the Fallen Knight, or Ooh. totally not Arthas. Yeah. <laughs> we will not call Arthas ever again. <laughs> I'm trying really hard not to just call him Arthas all the time because he just <laughs> looks like him. Anyway, this guy is insane. Yeah. Yeah. So. This guy might it, wait. He's he's still only the second best solo in the faction, though, right? Yeah, probably because that other guy is gross. Well, I don't, okay. I I don't know. I think we'll a summer might be better. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, so uh, Valenhawk, speed 8. He's a cavalry model, so that makes that more make more sense. Speed 8, mat 8, uh, def 13, armor 18. He has command 10, and he has 10 boxes. He's not a dragoon. He just has 10 boxes. Uh, point cost 7. Yep. And large base, because he's a cavalry. He has tough. And then he has brother's keeper. While in this model's command range, friendly infernal models cannot become knocked down or stationary. Uh, oh, the same rule that Gravis has, and it's real dumb. Yeah. He's well, only like, command ten, so he's <laughs> just command. Yep. Well, it's like, like you stop here. Like this is a really good model. We can just go home. Yep. What's the next rule? <laughs> then he has, well, he has Mark Soul, which I just mentioned, and then he has Long Shadows. I love friendly... this name. It's yeah, so I do too. I do. It's good. When a friendly faction model within five inches of this model is targeted by a ranged attack, that attack suffers minus five range. What the fuck? 
So he has like a pretty decent sized bubble where he's just like lol windstorm but better. It's, yeah. Uh, um, I mean this this one sentence makes the faction work. Yes. It's so strong. Yeah. It, it's wild. Like I, just I don't guns. Think that's statement. Like guns just trying to function into that is just a nightmare. Well, yeah. Right. We've all played Kruger two. Like we. Yeah. Like, we know what that does. And with Kruger two, you're like constantly like, ah, oh, gotta get the fury out for windstorm again. Like it always just feels like oh, I wish I was TKing something, but you have to do it, and it's really good. This guy's just like, I'm here. Hi. <laughs> but like the other thing is like, right that we were going through this whole thing. And up until this point, Chandler and I were just like, this entire faction dies about 10 guns. Yep. Right. And then yeah, it's like, Oh, and then you start ah. seeing some of this and there's, it's this guy. And there's another solo that you're like, Oh, never mind. Yeah. You're like, Oh, this guy's cultist's best friend because now they can be up on the front lines and resist. Not, not just be getting trivially shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's Mark Sully's reposition three. Because he's a cavalry. Uh, and then he has a range 2 PS14 magical weapon with brutal charge. Uh, and then his uh, POW 12 magical mount. Woo! <laughs> so the demon horse. Yeah, so like his offense isn't like blowing anyone out of the water. It's fine. Um, it's really just about the support things. And yeah. then he can... Well, and he himself is like really hard to kill. Yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah right. He's, he's he's armor eighteen with tough, steady because of brother's keeper and minus five range on guns. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's another model that will make him super dumb to kill, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, the wretch. Well, I, I just want to say yeah. about Hawk. Um, so I think uh, it's really important to note that he is never a free solo. Um, but you will yeah. almost always be paying for him. Yes. So. I mean, he's like Gravis. Like he's yeah. He's a slightly cheaper Gravis with less output, and like, sure. <laughs> but Gravis, like, I wish I could give Phantasm out to everyone. Yeah, with yeah, with Mass Phantasm. Yeah, Gravis is like, man, I would I would give up my viable boostable attacks if yeah. I could just do that. I'd be down. <laughs> anyway, uh, the wretch. Uh, so this is an Infernal solo. Speed six. Uh, it's Matt four. In case that comes up. Uh, it's a def 13 armor 11, so it's very killable. Uh, command is 5, has 5 boxes. It's FA3 and only costs 3 points. It has stealth, which is great. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then magic ability 6, flies kiss. Flies kiss. <laughs> this is a very strange attack. It has a lot of text, too. <laughs> flies kiss is a range 8, pow 12 magic attack. If it boxes a living or undead enemy model, center a 4-inch AoE on the box model, then RFP the model. Models in the AoE are hit and suffer an unboostable POW-10 corrosion damage roll, which is not caused by an attack. Uh, actually, it doesn't have to be an enemy model. You can you can blow up a friendly. Yeah, just a living right. That's actually really good. That is really good. I mean, uh, poor cultist. I, I wouldn't... Yeah. Poor cultist. I mean, they're dying anyway, right? <laughs> it's just like, I wouldn't... I wouldn't take this model for this ability, but like I'll use it when you see what else it has. Would you take it for Mortal Fear? Because it has yeah. that move. Mortal Fear, while in this model's command range, which is five, living enemy models suffer minus two to damage rolls. Um, what I love about this is just minus two to damage rolls, so it's like even guns. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> which we're like, oh, it'll never get within five of this model. Oh, wait, it has Phantasm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and stealth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And it has Marked Soul. So you can pop it. To, and then it has a half inch melee PS5 continuous effect corrosion melee weapon that you're never using. This yeah. model is so good. And the, it's so pretty, too. The sculpt is so good. Yeah, it, yeah, the, the, the um, art for it looks amazing. Um, 
Yeah. Um, so just you know, Chandler, since you said it'll never be used, I want you to realize that you will now end up charging with this to clear <laughs> off gonna, a flag on live yeah, stream. Yeah, it's, it's, like... it's going to happen eventually. That's just my life. I mean, my choir charge shit all the time. Like that's just that's just life. Way better than choir. Um, yeah. So now well, we're up to fourteen. <laughs> yeah, two inch melee, but one lower pal. <laughs> um. We're, yeah. So we're up to fourteen twenty one with our hollers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can get them to pretty. Yeah, you put a couple wretches behind them. Um, they kind of act like much shorter range agonizers, but that's pretty good. That also have a really nasty spell thing they can do to clear infantry. Yep. So seems good. We talked about the weapon attachment. We talked about the weapon attachment. I just want to make sure there's nothing. Uh, yeah, he's just a cultist with plus one mat and more pow on his weapon. And, okay. and range two, right? And range two. Yeah. Yep. I love All that right, he also. So... I love. I love that he also has their support abilities too. Because eh, why not? <laughs> All right, we're done with the Dark Sentinel. Let's go to Crazy Town. Okay, yes. Umbral <laughs> Guardian. Which oh, yeah. Hungerford was so proud of himself for this model because he was like, this is the best rule I've ever made up. And it's like, oh, good to know you did it, Hungerford. Thanks for letting us know. Okay, so this is the model that's like, get wrecked guns because damn. So, speed six. Oh, well, well, I'm going to call it Anti-Lord of the Feast. Yes. Yeah, it is, yeah. Although I still think that they should change the distance on its ability to one Pagani. But <laughs> that would be so good. <laughs> it placed completely within 3.2 inches. Yeah. Anyway, uh, which is funny because it wouldn't work. That's not far enough. You'd have to be within yeah. 3.2. Anyway, so uh, speed six, mat seven, def 13, armor 16, has eight boxes. FA3. That's 13, 17 usually. Yeah, it has a buckler. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> uh fa3 point cost six so they they are not Ugh. cheap Ugh. Not cheap at all but yeah. they can be free they can be free That's yeah it. but then something else isn't free six points is a lot well yeah most things are like pretty much all the solos cost like five though yeah, yeah. Five. i think this will very often be a free one because most of the solos you can take for free are five yeah it's true so soulless uh defensive strike uh which is good I really like defensive strike. How eleven mat seven weapon master sword. I mean, it's mat literally an ancestral guardian in this respect. It's oh. it's mat seven power eleven weapon master, which is basically mat seven power fourteen. Yeah, it's it's the same it's the same average damage output. Yeah, uh, actually, ancestral guardians are higher mat though. They're mat eight. Oh yeah, that's right. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, they have ghostly. So, yep. Freaking insane! If you like on um. I'm a, I'm on Damus's uh, feet turn. Uh, they He's have corporeal, aid. corporeal ghostly. Yeah. Uh, 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 so I'm gonna say I'm gonna skip the crazy one for just a second. <laughs> I'm gonna say they have, yeah they have shield guard. Uh, so yeah, once per round, when a friendly model is directly hit by a non-spray ranged attack during your opponent's turn, while within three inches of this model, you can choose to have this model hit instead. Uh, suffers all of the same effects and everything. So it has the rule shadow guardian. You can choose not to deploy this model at the start of the game. Instead, you can put this model into play when a friendly faction model is directly hit by an enemy ranged attack. Place this model completely within three inches of the hit model. This model is then automatically hit by the ranged attack instead of the model originally hit and suffers all damage and effects. I'd like to point out that this works on sprays. Yep. Yes. So, how this works. You're getting shot at. Oh no. <laughs> You're gonna die, because Gearheart's got you. He shoots you once. One of these guys pops out. Okay, he hit him instead. That's all right. He's got another gunshot. Oh, that one got shield guarded. Okay. <laughs> by that by that model that had shield guard that just appeared. Okay, I'll shoot you again. 
Oh, another one popped out. <laughs> I'll shoot you again. I'll shield guard that one. Oh. I can't shoot you again. Oh, another one popped out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now there's so, suddenly three weapon masters in your front yeah. lines. Yes. The other thing is, like, so we were thinking about it, and they should be able to chain Shadow Guardian off of each other. Yeah, they sure can. Because the new one gets hit, so you should be able to, your model gets shot, place Shadow Guardian, the Umbro Guardian gets hit, place Shadow Guardian, the Umbro Guardian gets hit, place Shadow Guardian. Each one's completely within three, so you can leapfrog these nine inches up the table as soon as one gunshot hits you. Which could potentially just engage whatever's shooting at them, like if it's yeah, a if unit. Yeah, it's like or a something. unit or something. Yeah, you're just like, whoop, engage in your stuff. Well, uh, range, right? <laughs> yep. And yeah, yeah. So. Don't you think if you have three of these that you've elected to not put on the table, like, I feel like most <laughs> lists are just like, I'm just not going to shoot you. I'm okay with that trade most that's the of the thing time. Is, and, and so you get to decide, and that's what I really like about it, is you get to decide, right? So, like, you look at a list and go, you're relying very heavily on guns. Am I going to wager 18 points that you will never shoot me? Ever. You know, it's like, well, it, that's a hard sell for some lists. Like, like that's, speaking, of, speaking of Callus 1, right? It's like, if his feet red, your opponent makes no attacks this turn. Is that a good feat? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's and then if you're like, hey, they don't they have like one dude with a hand cannon, they're probably never really gonna shoot at me. Just deploy him. And you just have some really solid combat solos with shield guard. And right. Right, but say like uh you throw him against like Zal two or something and he's got one or two battle engines. Or like one uh, or two yeah. like Supreme Guardians. You might just not shoot with those and be like, Yeah, no, you keep those eighteen points. I'm good. Yeah, I mean, against just two Supreme Guardians, I'd probably deploy them. But against um, two Girdles, I would definitely keep them off. Yep. Um, the other thing is, still like, not deploy one. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. If there's just like a couple guns, and you're like, hey, I'd like him to not do it, then like deploy one of them, deploy two of them, maybe. Yeah. And just keep one of them in reserve. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot you can kind of decide to do with that. Which right, and it like against certain casters, like, what does Gareth two do into these? <laughs> Yeah, right. Like, you're like, okay, I feet. And you're like, okay, they're going to pop into play during my turn and be activatable because it doesn't say they're not. Like, Correct. Hi. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> or like counterblast or things like that. Like, the amount of times you will just randomly get someone because they're like, oh, I guess I'll counterblast. And you're like, okay. Here's my sorry. weapon master. Sorry, sorry, Scarith. You now have three Mat 7 weapon masters staring you down when you <laughs> thought you, you were going to be you safe. You put one into play if someone takes a free strike with a gunfighter attack. You sure could. Yeah. yeah, there's like all kinds of weird times that you can just be like, do you want to shoot me? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, like this model is really cool. Also, this is just another thing. If you have a full unit of cultists with three weapon attachments and the command attachment ambushing and then three of these not deploying... Boy, does your army look small. <laughs> you just have, like, enough. You just you have a lot of things. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, like you just have a lot of nothing on the table. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, it reminds me of when I was playing against the Rask theme force in Mark II when my opponent actually brought four units of ambushers. And you're just kind of like, where's your list? Where is everything? It'll be here Can you imagine second. how big the shift is when you're like, okay, this this all happens, and then you place three solos, did you ambush a full unit with weapon attachments, and you yeah, like, summon two beasts, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, your your army just, like, doubled in size in a turn. Mm-hmm. It's pretty wild. Yeah. I love it. I, I really like them. I think they're super cool. Um, so we're taking a break from solos for a second to randomly throw in a structure. Uh, this is Seems my good. This is my favorite model in the faction. I think this thing's really cool. The Infernal Gate... Which I really just want to make one that looks like an Oblivion gate from Oblivion, because I think that'd be amazing. Anyway, 
uh, it's a structure, so it's speed zero, or speed speed dash. Uh, so it's rat six, it's def five, armor 19, it's command 12, it has uh, 25 boxes, uh, it's on a huge base, and it's FA2. I, two of them seems weird to me, but I guess you could do it. If they were cheaper, uh, I would definitely take two. Yeah, if it was like yeah. 10, you'd think about it, but yeah. Uh, yeah, 25 boxes, they have construct, they have eyeless sight, which is funny, because they also have ghost shot, so like hope you didn't want defensive tech of any kind uh so elevation <laughs> yeah uh forward deployment so they're deployed up to eight inches beyond your normal deployment zone which is great um although they don't have a theme that gives plus two inches deployment which uh doesn't mean they don't go quite as far as some structures do but yeah uh infernal portal yeah if this model is in a friendly Infernal Master's control range, when the Infernal Master summons a horror, the horror can be placed base to base with this model instead of base to base with the Infernal Master. Oh, it's so good. Which is it's super relevant if you do the summon and run thing. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. That's the thing. Is turn one, you can have a model that is, you know, if you're going first, it's what uh, 15 inches up the table. It's 15, 17, runs 14, 31. <laughs> Yeah, like you can send it so far <laughs> if you really want to. Yeah, um, um, I really, really, really like this model in connection with the team force that we haven't talked about yet, and I'll explain why when we get there. Yeah, cool. um, it, it is unfortunate that with the current wording, um, the lesser cannot summon out of the portal, but that might be intentional. No, that's definitely intentional. That would be so dumb. It would be pretty dumb. <laughs> she would never die. <laughs> yeah, right. she's like off somewhere. Okay, uh, it has Soul Taker Crypt of Souls. This model can gain soul tokens. Cool. Yeah. Uh, when a living model is destroyed in this model's command range, so this one actually can take souls from friendlies without direct spirits, yep. this model gains a destroyed model soul token. At the start of each of your control phases, it receives D3 souls if it doesn't have any. It can have up to five. It can spend souls tokens to uh, when a model in this model's command range makes an attack or damage roll, this model can spend a soul to cause that model to re-roll the roll. Each roll can only be rerolled once due to knowledge of the dam. So, a note, doesn't say friendly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can make enemy enemies roll attack and damage rolls. Uh, okay. I, I want to use this on uh, Zadaroth's feet so bad. Right. Yeah, you're death skewing. When they hit, you're like, nah. <laughs> yeah. With your death 16 howlers. Yeah, it seems all right. Uh, and your one death 18 howler. No. One of them has uh, Dark Shroud. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it has Strength of Death. Uh, it can spend soul tokens to boost attack and damage rolls. Yep. And then Vault of the Faithful. This is actually the same rule that the Shrine of the uh, Lawgiver has. And it was actually copy-pasted directly because there's a bit of text that they need to add to it that they already said. Yeah, they uh, they've actually added in the... They need to change the name of the rule because it's not exactly the same. It should be Vault of the Faithless. Yeah, it's uh-huh. So, uh, during your maintenance phase, you can move up to three soul tokens from this model to return one destroyed small or medium-based friendly faction soulless grunt to play for each token removed. Models return with one unmarked damage box. Place the return grunt completely within this model's command range. Information completely within three inches of another model in their unit. They forfeit their combat action. So, for could one thing... Just, could have just said place one friendly, soul, uh, friendly howler. Right, okay. So, <laughs> this has already been worked out with Shrine, Shrine of the uh, Lawgiver. Uh, yeah, you put these back before Vengeance, buddy. So, mm-hmm. they can move and make an attack on that turn, because that is, has nothing to do with their combat action. The other thing is that, yeah, you can bring them back, they only have one box, but you have units that can heal them. You um, also have potentially a feat from a particular Crucible Guard Warcaster. Thing. Yeah. Uh, that only heals Crucible Guard models. Um, oh, really? Yeah, it actually says Crucible Guard. Oh, uh, okay, well, cool. 
Uh, so maintenance phase is before control phase. Mm-hmm. So you can spend your souls bringing stuff back and then get your free D3. Yes, apparently so. That's cool. Uh, yeah. Yep. Seems good. Um, yeah. So this, yeah, it's pretty good for howlers. It's pretty good for a lot of things, but um, yeah. The nice thing is that, like, especially also if you're running low on um, uh, cultists or things like, nope. it can keep. It can keep. Oh yeah, sorry, it has to be soulless. My bad. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, so it's for howlers and and grievers, grievers swarms, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, weapons: spectral flames, range twelve, AOE four, power fourteen, magical ghost shot. So it ignores line of sight, concealment, and cover. Uh, already ignores concealment from line of sight, so it really ignores concealment. Right. <laughs> uh, has rear attack, so it can make shots backwards, and uh, reload one. It can spend a soul to make an additional attack. Yeah. Uh, pretty good gun. There's, yeah. there's nothing like super fancy here except for ghost shot Isla sight, obviously, which is really good. But um, there's nothing fancy here except for well, ghost shot. And I mean, those Isla are really sight. those are really good, but it doesn't have any like wacky rules. I know. On the it's not about. It's just uh, a funny sentence to hear. I know it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. It, it it doesn't do anything fancy except that it ignores everything. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, knowledge of the damn vault of the faithful are what you're coming here for, and like that's so good. Gun is just great. I mean, that's why, like, having played... And, and Infernal Portal. Come on. Oh, I'm going to use the shit out of it. <laughs> it's in all my lists. I mean, like, having played the Shrine of the Lawgiver and a little different, obviously, because it's a battle engine, but the Supreme Guardian, like, guns on those things always just kind of feel like gravy to me. <laughs> right. It's mostly just like, oh, I'm bringing dudes back. And, like, a lot of the time, I've had those models just die without ever doing anything except bring a few dudes back every turn. They always feel worth it to me. Uh... So gun is just nice and I can just do it every turn and it's an AOE, which is nice. So it's not like the shrine where when you miss, nothing happens. It's like you actually are getting damage out there. So I like it. Yeah. Plus it's all like the well in that game. way. Yeah. Yep. All right. We saved. The you want to talk about, you want to talk about something broken? Cause oh, now nah, there's still, there's still one more model after this, which is, Oh, I yeah. Her. Yeah. Kezia. Oh. Yeah. Let's do her first. Okay. Uh, sure. Because yeah, this guy's absurd. So let's go on to Kezia first. Kezia brand, the screaming knight. Uh, speed Over seven. Name is brand. <laughs> yep, okay. Kezia brand. Yep. Uh, speed seven. Mat seven. Rat seven. Def sixteen. Armor twelve. Um, so you'll note one of the only models with like an actual defensive stat in this faction. <laughs> Just like has insane defensive feet. Yep. Uh, command seven. Uh, point cost five. Small base has five wounds. So it has advanced deployment, parry, pathfinder. First eighty in this faction. Um, it's only eighty in this faction. Yeah, I think so. Wow, I hadn't thought of that. Trenchers, so, you mean. Yeah, okay, you got me. <laughs> Advanced deployment, parry, pathfinder, stealth, acrobatics. <laughs> a lot of rules. Uh, marked soul, and then run and gun. I'm sad uh, she doesn't have dual attack. Right. Yeah, that'd be pretty sick. Uh, so, yeah, so she, when it destroys an enemy model with a ranged attack, can make a full advance at, at the end of her activation. Um, can move through enemy models, ignores free strikes, has stealth, has advanced deployment, has pathfinder. Yeah, a lot of rules on this one. She's cool, but she's like the Whoa. sixth, seventh best yeah. fact- solo in the faction. Yep. Um, well, let's finish with her rules. I think she's yep. an important place. So her gun, Death Song, uh, range 12, POW 13 gun, magical. Uh, when this model destroys a living enemy warrior model with this weapon, and it generates a soul token, you choose which model with soul taker in this model's command range, which is seven, gets the soul token. Regardless also of... Also known as the Infernal Master. Yep. 
Uh, it has luck, so it can reroll miss attack rolls once, and it has shadow fire, so models hit by this attack do not block line of sight for a turn. That's a big deal. Yep. Yeah, that, I think that's what her her so her goal is to go into uh, Amandamus's list and <laughs> help the assassination run. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because at the end of the day, if you're trying to take her for just like her rules in general, it's it's a cost five rat seven solo with one shot every turn. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has two weapon master swords. Come on, dual attack. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, half inch melee PS eight weapon master blades, just two of them. Um, might come up. I mean, oh my god, they're not magical. They're they are not magical. So there's two non magical weapons in effect. What? That's got to be an error. Yeah. <laughs> just something's wrong here. I'm going straight to Privateer Press. We're getting this fixed. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, like, I've used enough models like Nisia, yeah. who are just kind of like, I'm Matt Seven, and kind of do one thing every turn, that it's kind of like, this always doesn't feel good, like, when it doesn't work. And you're like, oh. Well, at least she has luck, and when she does get that kill, it's insanely good. Yeah, right. It's like as long as she's consistent, she's really, really good. It's just a case of how consistent is she. Luck certainly helps with that. Luck does help a lot. That is that is definitely true. So like that but, might be enough. I want to try her out because she does so, look a lot, she does look fun. I just I like the problem is just that she's an okay solo in a faction of baller as fuck solos. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of fan and speaking of ballers fuck solos, let's talk about this guy. What the is this guy, fuck is this guy? There's something wrong with this model. I, he's not getting through like that. Like I am usually like not into hyperbole at all about like about like CID models. I usually try to give them the benefit of the doubt, but like no, screw this guy. Something is I, functionally wrong with this model. I have, play, I have played warcasters in tournaments who are worse than this model. Correct. Yeah. So Mordecai, Master of Arms. Um, Does he have like six arms? Because that would make me forget. I him. hope so. It <laughs> makes me laugh how like biblical they went with his name, and then he's just like the exact opposite. They should just give him four legs, so Brett hates him and won't. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> he's hideous. All right, uh, speed six, Matt seven, rat six, because for some reason he has to be a decent combat solo on top of everything else he's got going on. Oh my gosh, and he does have a reasonable weapon, too. His weapons are good, yeah. So, def 13, armor 14, so stat line's kind of bad, but... Whatever. Uh, it, it's kind of bad, but better than most things in this faction. <laughs> uh, it's like victim stats of the faction. I don't mean that necessarily a bad way, because they have a lot of ways around it, and it's usually justified, but still. Anyway, uh, command 10, uh, point cost five, First rule on his card, Tactician Faction. Yeah, Tactician Faction. So it's Tactician. So all of your models can move through each other. All of them. Yeah, they can move through through each other. Like, Tactician is pretty much always warrior models of some kind. But this is just, like, everything. Everything in your faction. Uh, It has marked soul, so when you've completely lost your mind, you can kill (laughs) it. No, I'll concede first. Like. He has right. intelligence, so you get Second. plus one. Yeah, Second you get plus. Level. I know you get plus one to your starting roll, determining the order of deployment and play. So this is the thing. This is a five point solo, right? So you've got tactician faction, mark soul, intelligence, and then you've got a, a range twelve. Yeah, go into his guns. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got a range twelve pow twelve hand cannon, a range two PS twelve magical grievous wounds melee attack at math seven, and then he has insidious plans, which I should note he can use. When he shoots his hand cannon or he uses his sword if he really wants to. Insidious plans is basically the opposite of battle plans. It's offensive battle plans. Uh, this model can use one of the following plans anytime during his activation. Curse, horror. Uh, choose, an, 
So this one is like the least egregious like, by like a lot because like this is fine. I don't have an issue with curse horror at all because it's a pretty inaccurate faction. So like whatever. So curse horror, choose an enemy model unit in this model's command range. Friendly horrors gain plus two to attack rolls against the chosen model unit. Curse lasts for one turn. Great. It's a hit fixer. There's the, It's kind of a low accuracy faction like we've talked about before. Great. Uh, I think it's really good for the spray guy because yeah, red uh, sprays are. So, shadow. <laughs> choose choose an enemy model unit in this model's command range. This if is important. Enemy... Hold on, talk about choose for a second. Yeah. Choose is important because you don't have to target, so you don't have to have line of sight. Just point at it, and you don't roll anything. You just go that. Yeah. And it's command range, which is ten. It's enormous. Uh, if the enemy model unit advances during its activation, one friendly warrior model in this model's command range can immediately make a full advance. Shadow lasts for one round. Oh, Almadamus yeah. is suddenly five inches further up the table. Oh, God. That's <laughs> a, and to be honest, the thing is, is even with the other ones, even with the just summoning ones, yeah. like that puts them so much further up the table. And that's right. not even talking about the fact that currently in CID, you can run these with faction with casters like Butcher 3, which is <laughs> not okay. Like, that's ridiculous. That's insane. It's like, uh, anyway. <laughs> I don't even think it's the best thing. No, it's here. not. It's not even <laughs> close. So, Discord, choose an enemy unit in this choose. model's command Choose. No dice roll. Choose an enemy unit in this model's command range. The enemy unit cannot give or receive orders for a round. <laughs> you know that, like, really coveted spell, Rebuke? <laughs> that is a spell that you can remove? Yeah, it's an upkeep. <laughs> it's an upkeep that is removable? Like, this is just that, but you just hand it to things. It, and, it, like... I love that the one rule he's missing is reposition, so you can be 13 inches away from whatever you so discord from. <laughs> Oh, yeah, except that the theme, the theme is Solo's Reposition 3. So you can reposition away, and you have minus five range to shoot at him, and you have three shield guards teleporting in from the ether to keep him alive. Like, this guy will never die. And so you're just like... fuck? I don't, like... This is, so when I told this to Jaden, right, I was typing it to him because he couldn't watch the thing. Yeah, I was at and work. I, I worked I, so I go through his stat line, his cost... And then I told him the insidious plans. And then I was like, and then, and Jane's like, wait, no. Like, he doesn't have things plus those. And I was like, yeah, no, he has intelligence, one of the best rules on a solo in the game. Seated to, I think like, that'll, I think all of all caps. things, like, intelligence needs to go with because of the theme well, force. Like, I think some, oh, do you mean like the Heart to Darkness theme force? Yes. Uh, or, I think the, uh, the, the Dark Legacy, the standard theme force, desperately needs plus one to go for first, so I think they need an intelligence solo. Okay, fair enough. I don't exactly have... Yeah, like, intelligence isn't something I specifically have an issue with. It's just, like, that well, stacked on yeah. madness. <laughs> like, I, would, I, would take, I would take a solo... I would take Anastasia, right? A blink solo, three points for intelligence. I would take, you know... Um, I don't... Actually, don't, I don't know a bad... Uh, uh, what's the... The Bastion Seneschal, the four-point solo that has tactician faction or tactician whatever like i would take those things as a faction they're really good for this faction but yes the bullshit insidious plans those insane yeah like rules you take you seen. take those insane three rules off of him and you're still like mm, i'd probably take this guy like a decent <laughs> yeah. decent hand. hands down is the best solo in the game even not even close yeah 
Like, even Lord of the Feast is like, damn, son. Like, like, <laughs> I mean, bullshit. What is this? <laughs> I mean, this guy just shuts down armies. Like, there are armies that just can't function into this. Right. Like, you play this into Tharn. What do <laughs> <Yeah>. they do? <laughs> yeah. Like, not only can they not charge, they're fighting a bunch of fucking howlers with berserk and grievous wounds. Like, and they went second, probably. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, okay. Like, yeah, you shut down Tharn, you shut down, like, cavalry, or, like, oh, God, like, no. What does like, Primal just... Terrorist do into this? I, I don't know. I don't know what anything that, like, really relies on charging units does. Like, it just, you can't function yeah, around I mean, that. Like, aha, I got you. I won't bring anything to the souls. <laughs> I'll just bring Warjacks, and you're like, I summon a heavy every turn. Good luck with that. Right, and then the other thing is that in the current version of the CID, you can take this with casters that have Rebuke. <laughs> Like Striker Two. Striker Two has rebuke. Oh like you can just make armies not work properly, like to their core. Like it's absolutely striker wild. Striker should get a random advance in the middle of your turn. Oh yeah, that and that's the other thing is you can also get Striker. <laughs> like that's like that's the thing is I've been advocating for a lot of the things about the theme we're going to talk about as not necessarily being broken, but this, this guy broken. is broken. Like there's something fundamentally wrong with a solo that does all of this stuff. Like. If if he if these were spells and it was Magic Billy Seven, I'm all on board. Yeah, and point and then I'd be like, man, this guy's really good. Yeah, like, at least he has to roll dice, right? Yeah. Like, <sighs> or like if he has to cut himself to do the passive ones or something, or like yeah, like cut himself and then shoot you with a magic thing. Then I don't even understand why he has weapons on top of all this. <laughs> he just shouldn't even have weapons. And like, and they're good weapons too. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I do love the concept for this guy. I like, get what they're going for. The... Yeah, they, they they talked about he's like a bat. He's like a traitorous battle commander, right? Yeah. He, so he's doing opposite of battle plans. Like, I think that's a cool idea. But it was like, what they gave him is like, no. <laughs> like, like, I mean, you can't do that. Let's be real though. Like half the fun of playing this particular model is just saying Mordechai. <laughs> he just yeah, this guy just breaks stuff in half. Like that's absolutely nuts to me. So like he's. There have been there there like, are arcana that are worse than this this solo. There are like, multiple arcana that are worse than this solo. Like there, I was I was going through everything in this faction. Like basically nothing in it. I'm super concerned about one way or the other. Like everything is like pretty close. And then he hit Mordecai, and it's just like red flags just start going. <laughs> up. Like this is a lot, man. Like that's a really nasty solo. Um. So and and like. Oh, you just kill him. It doesn't work. Your guns are like range seven, and he's got possibly teleporting in shield guards that, it, like, you know, shield guards double sprays. shield guard things, and yeah, and yeah, just, you basically have to spell assassinate him, and even then there are still answers. And you have an arcane vortex, dude. Yeah, like there's so many things. It's just well, like, at least I don't think the arcane vortex dude is that great. Like, that's fair. Or arcane I don't vortex. think he's going to be nearly as common as the other things. Yeah, it's probably. But, but if like, this guy so, is that yeah. good, the only way to fight him is spells. I'm going to pay four points to keep him alive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and I mean, uh, like, so a number of things. Okay. He could keep battle plans if the following. Number one, target. Number two, roll for it. Number three, probably lose tactician. Because, like, uh. I don't know. Just give. I, like, I want them to have intelligence and tactician. Right. Yeah. But put them on something else, please. I mean, just take Shadow and Discord off. Keep Curse Horror. Give them Intelligence, Tactician, Faction. Like, if if so, Discord <laughs> was, like, minus two speed to an enemy unit. That's sure. Good. 
yeah tone it tone it like wait and shadow probably just shouldn't do that <laughs> i mean in this faction like non master is probably like non master non warcaster is probably fine like i can't there's not really any like warrior models i can think of that just like break the world it's really That's just true the warrior models are kind of <laughs> it's really just about casters that could just do absurd things with this um all right so we got theme forces um so i vote we do the the, the real theme force <laughs> sure and the one that through. probably is not going to come through <laughs> then we go through a list that we have dojoed and then we talk about hearts of darkness and try and get away before the internet kills us <laughs> all right <laughs> Hold on, let me go dojo a list real quick. I know, I was going to say, I don't know if I have a Dark Legacy one. I have two. So. <laughs> I mean, I can make one very fast. Oh, you can you can dojo a Heart Darkness list if you want to save it for that. I, I've got like 50 billion of those. <laughs> I've, got, I've got it done. All right. Uh, so, yeah, so Dark Legacy. That is which, the... by the way, best name. Best uh, Yes, yeah, yeah. For anybody who spent time on the rules forums, uh, Dark Infernal. Legacy is the greatest of all Infernals. Yep. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's great, to, great to see him get immortalized in a way. Anyway... Uh, army composition, it, it, all your stuff. It's, yeah, it's everything infernal. <laughs> it's, it's just yeah, it just lists everything basically. It's infernal masters, horrors, units, solos, and structures. Uh, this army can include one mercenary solo and one mercenary unit as well. Um, currently, there's there is one solo, yep. and it's and it's you're probably not going to take it, but it's, it's there. So does a bunch of other things. <laughs> so does Mordecai. <laughs> Mordecai, say it right. <laughs> yep nope anyway uh for every full 20 points of infernal units solos and structures in the army you can add an infernal command attachment or infernal smaller medium based solo or three dark sentinel weapon attachments to a cultist band unit in the army free of cost um currently it says free <laughs> command attachments and solos don't count towards the total points it's also going to say weapon attachments at yeah. some point, because right now uh, the free weapon attachments you bring count towards free points, technically, but that's they're changing that. Yeah, they don't want that to happen. <laughs> they don't want that happening. I don't um, want that happening. So it, notably, it doesn't count horror points. Yeah, so it, neither of these themes like work for Battle Group Heavy. Because I like Battle Group Heavy is just going to be very well, hard to like. Well, I mean, you can play Battle Group Heavy, you just don't pay for Battle Group Heavy. Right, and, and doing it right from the start, I feel like, would be kind of difficult. You have to... you. You need time to set it up a little bit. Anyway, Infernal Solos in this army get reposition three, which is fine for everybody except that one guy. <laughs> well, it's uh, summoner, right? It's right what? Really good for the summoner. It's really good for the summoner. It's really good for the um, the gun girl. If she misses her attack, she can reposition. The two um, solos that can hex blast and now reposition away. <laughs> right. Well, that's, yeah. Well, the uh, what was it? The, 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 the spell dude can teleport five inches and then reposition three, I believe, because no. it's not end of his activation. So, Correct. Yeah, uh, so horrors in this army do not have to pay tithe on your first turn of the game. Uh, that's a really great. It's a really great benefit. I'm glad that they went with that because um, the fact that you were just kind of gonna be down one in the first turn was something that I was like, that's kind of sucks. But uh, they don't have to pay their tithe, so you you can still have them maxed out going into round two. And they start paying it. And then, uh, up to one cultist band unit in the army gains ambush. So that's the one, if you're going to build a combat unit cultist band, that's the one you're ambushing. Unless you want to be weird and deploy your big combat one, and then just like, I'll ambush this min unit of cultists for some reason. <laughs> I'll but, show uh, but I mean, yeah, you can drop like a, they, they go from being like a backline, midline kind of support unit to a 10-man ambushing combat unit, if you really want. Um... And ambush is really good in mm -hmm. the current SR. So, yeah. 
It's, well, and being able to like have your uh, infernal gate kind of off to one side, and then know that you can ambush in like um, guys, a unit guys, of the, the cultists to like yeah. to go over there. Like you don't have to have cultists necessarily nearby. Just all of a sudden they just appear and are like, "Hey, gate, we got you." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, to load up a heavy or something. Well, really and you don't need them to be in control area for any reason. So if you summon the snake and it runs 14 onto a port edge, you bring in the cultists, they fill it up, and it just works normally. They can just support it for yeah. a while if they really want. Right. Yeah, yeah for sure. I think yeah. it would be funny that if the uh, the uh, Disney princess, Disney queen, um, can summon through the gate, that she could potentially make a horror that's never, ever been in her control area. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And just run it that way. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. fun. Go. <laughs> Go <away>. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're way out there doing something. Yeah. Uh yeah. So that is the baseline theme. It's you want to play all the infernal models, that's the one you put it in. Yep. Um and it seems solid. Like the, the benefits are great. Um nothing super crazy. Yeah, I like this theme yeah. a lot. Okay. Yeah. Alright, so here, here's my build with it. Uh, sure. this is a this is a Lamenter spam list. So the... Keep that in mind the whole time you're reading. <laughs> this, is a, this is a Lamenter spam list. So count the times he says Lamenter. <laughs> so uh, it's Zadaroth. Um, her battle group is two Desolators. <laughs> <laughs> it, and she has the attachment because um, Harmonious. Why wouldn't you? Well, yeah, that, that's true as well. Um, it has the Summoner, uh, the Lesser Master. Uh, it has Mordecai, of course. It has a Wretch. Um, because it has two units of hollers, so you gotta gotta increase their armor too. Uh, it's got two free umbral guardians, the uh, fallen knight, of course. Uh, two max units of cultists, because I'm going to need a lot of them. Uh, like I said, two max units of hollers and a and an infernal gate, um, in order to make sure that on my free turn, if they do accidentally hit something, I can make sure to reroll it. I like uh, it. <laughs> that's his lamenter spam list. <laughs> I mean, you can just and summon you, a bajillion. You now proceed to pump out two Lamenters for the entire game. <laughs> uh, wait, turn. wait, so the solo doesn't have to start with a horror in a battle group? Nope. Oh, oh interesting. They said That's that really very cool. specifically on the on the cast. That's not required. Oh, okay. I would go over my list, but honestly, it's very similar to Brett's. It's just a slightly different battle group, and then just like... Cool. So I, I, I'm curious <clears> if... Maybe like three units of cultists is actually the way to do it. Right, and that's like that was the other difference in mine. Like mine has a third cultist unit. Like I think so. Like, yeah, I, I need to see it. Right, like right. I, I have yeah. No idea. I have no idea what. Yeah, but I, the thing is, everything in this faction right now is so like off the rails that it's kind of like that might be the way to do it. <laughs> like, yep. that, yeah, that makes sense to me on paper. And so, and the reason for the desolators is because like the list tops out at pal eleven or pal thirteen. So right. And, I need those sprays real bad. Yeah, see, I was thinking that I would make a Desolator most likely on first turn if it was any kind of armor list, but I was starting off with a Foreboder, a Soul Stalker, and a Tormentor. And I just, I like that as a kind of a, a basic starting point for I think you've got a bunch of uh, Soul Stalkers for sure. Yeah, Soul Stalkers are great. Yeah. Um, so I went the opposite direction because, holy crap, do I want to paint Omadamos so oh, bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, he looks like so much. He fun is the coolest, potentially the coolest looking model, but there's yeah. a couple close contenders. Yeah. So I went with him. I've got four forward boaters in his battle group and a soul stalker because he's synergy caster dot list. <laughs> um, so that's a thing. Supporting them is two minimum unit of cultists because I don't think he needs them as much as the other caster. Like no. my plan is basically turn one, everything runs. Turn two, for voters start synergy chains, and then I just let them die because I don't care, right? 
Poof. Um, then I've got two units of Howlers because his feat with them sounds amazing. Um, yep. An Infernal Gate because rerolls are great and I yep. <laughs> what? You have Howlers. Yeah, I have Howlers as well. Yeah. And I also like the idea of like being able to summon my heavy from Amadamos in like the other side of the table if I need to. Well, it's also really important for him to run on the first turn. Right, yeah, because he needs to be up there. Um, then I've got two free Umbral Guardians because, geez, why wouldn't you? Um, Master Theurgis, Theurgis <laughs> Gideon Asher, Mordechai, of course, because he's Mordechai. I've got Valen Hawk because... Good grief, is he awesome? And then two wretches because I had three points extra. So, yeah. See, I think one of the, I think we're gonna end up needing more cultists. Like, I think two min units of cultists is not gonna be enough. You're probably and, right. And I think that's why we're like we're like I, both of you guys put double umbral guardians, and I'm just like uh, I'm thinking the more cultists is gonna be required, and I think it's gonna be hard to like grab that many umbral guardians. Probably, probably no, we'll, but I we'll want them. Oh yeah, <laughs> like the. Yeah. When we're going for one, like <laughs> they're everyone loves to shit on Signar, right? Like we can all just say like anything that just shits on Signar and makes Haley players go cry, like is great. And they do that. Yeah. But we might need I, more cultists. I've I've found messing around in the other theme, I found it a lot easier to get Umbro Guardians in that theme. Yeah. because um, you don't really need yes. cultists in that. So yes. yeah. Oh, for sure. Like if the other theme sticks <laughs> around. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll see. That's why I don't want to spend a ton of time on it, even though it kind of warrants some time, just because... Even though this is the only thing we've been talking about all day? I know, the problem is... is It breaks my brain. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a lot. I'm just going to jump over to it, just to talk about it. I said it might warrant its own podcast. Not like an episode, like... Like it's, oh, oh. <laughs> it's, own, it's own hundred episode podcast. Yeah. We're gonna talk about Kador this episode. <laughs> like yeah, okay. So yeah, this is the reason we kept bringing up other casters and and units and stuff. Because yeah, Hearts of Darkness. When making an ar- army using this theme force, select a faction: Crucible Guard, Signar, or Kador. An army made using this theme force can include only the following models: non-partisan warcasters of the selected faction. Fucked, Connie. <laughs> non-character warjacks of the selected faction lesser and light horrors that are part of uh, Great Princess Regna Gravnoi's battle group up to two non-partisan units of the selected faction up to three non-partisan solos of the selected faction infernal units, infernal solos and infernal structures so special rules uh, can include lesser and light horrors that are part of uh, the lesser's battle group. I, it's kind of weird to me that it says that in the armor composition and the special rules, but already. Uh, this army can include one Merc solo and one Merc unit. Uh, that will work for Infernals, not for the Chosen Faction. That will work for yep. Infernals. And yes, there are not many of those yet. And that's just James so far. It's just the one solo. For every 20 points of horrors, units, solos, and structures in this army, which note, it says horrors, but that the only horrors you can take are the lights and lessers that are on uh, the lesser. So it's like, yep. And it doesn't count hard. Warjacks. It's hard to get much out of that. And it doesn't count Warjacks. Yeah. So for every full 20 points of horrors, units, solos and structures in this army, you can add one command attachment or smaller medium based solo to the army free of cost, free command attachments and solos don't count towards the total points. All models in this army are considered to be infernal models. Friendly model units can begin the game affected by upkeep spells of warcasters in this army. And they don't have to upkeep them turn one. 
Yes, which means Mordecai makes sure that you can tactician through everything. Right. So to break this, so I read through the whole thing. How this works, you pick Crucible Guard, Signal, or Kador. Your infernal list <laughs> can include two units and three solos from that faction and is run by a warcaster from that faction using warjacks from that faction. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, you, if you want to really break it down, you are playing that other faction, but with access to infernal units, solos, and structures. Yeah, yeah but very... And with certain units. limitations. Yeah, yeah, very few units from your faction. Right. You can't... That, that faction. Yeah. But you, can't, you get all of the crazy fucking solos, and they benefit your army's <laughs> Yeah, you get you get all of the crazy infernal solos, as well as access to all of that faction's solos. And this is the yep. thing, is these are not theme-specific as well. So you can pull in solos and stuff from all over the place. Like one that we mentioned is pulling in Bastion Falk from Signar because he increases the damage of magical weapons. Everything, Everything. in Infernals is a, da- is a magical weapon. So it applies to that. The thing is, is while that sounds kind of absurd, you also can't take the minus two armor heavy or things like that. So it's just kind of a way to damage fix. <laughs> right. um, or like you could take uh, Dragon's Breath rockets from Crucible Guard, right? If you're running or a Crucible the Guard. Lord, uh, or, or the... the Bad yeah, the Gray Lord that reduces armor. Yeah, bad hit. Yeah. Um, so, if you haven't already heard of this theme, or it's part of the reason that I wanted to go over it too, is a lot of people have a very out of context version of what this theme does. A lot of people are just like, oh, you can just like you just play other factions done, and are like freaking out just based off of that. There's a little bit of context as, as to the limitations of that and how that actually kind of affects these factions. That is pretty important to think about. And it's really complicated because we're looking at three entire factions worth of stuff connecting to this other. We lost Brett, unfortunately, but uh, connecting to this like one smaller faction. Right. So especially given that the CID cycle for this is only two and a half weeks long. uh, A lot of people are very concerned about this thing. With good reason. Because that is kind of madness. Yeah, like, it's a little bit crazy. Now, my initial reaction, I think most people's initial reaction was, oh, God, no, why? Like, don't do this. Like, yep. that's that's insane. Like, you can't you can't put that into something, right? Um, how do you even balance that? Yeah, how do you give Striker 1 a good army and make it reasonable? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing is, there's a lot, and there's a lot of casters that I was like, man, there's a lot of kind of mediocre casters that I'd be, like, really interested in all of a sudden. Um, I mean, we got talking about Sturgis one. I was like, Sturgis one can actually run the kind of army he wants to run. Right. Like, right. I think he's actually quite good in this thing force, which is yeah, madness. Like, yeah, you're able to which double is totally up. Totally weird because I have no fucking idea what he even does. He's got so, snipe and he's got arcane shield, and that's basically all you need to know. Yeah, but so <laughs> does Striker one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, snipe and arcane shield. He has a feat that yanks everything in closer to him. So like. Howlers, it shoves things closer together just by nature of that. So howlers are like, hi. Oh, and then, yep. uh, I mean, you can double up Arcane Shield because you can take the Journeyman Warcaster. Yep. You throw a jack on him. You can double up Arcane Shield onto Howlers and then put Wretches behind him and and uh, Hawk. And so they're like steady, tough armor 22. Um, and like all kinds of stuff like that. You can have, you know, the Princess pumping out Lamenters and give, make him death 14 and stuff like that. Um you can really tank them up and like run a really interesting army. And then he's just kind of a surge. is just a badass. Anyway, he's a really great, like super solo caster. If you really want him to be anyway. Uh, so like there's a lot of kind of wacky casters, a lot of like really powerful casters that 
you can look at. The thing is, is that currently, like, there's a lot of discussion you can go at. Like, I have a ton of arguments for why I don't think this is broken. Same. Like, I've been working it out for hours and hours and hours and, like, talking to a lot of people and, like, just trying to figure things out. I don't think this is broken. There's just based off of what I've been able to kind of put together. And, and like, I took the time. So a lot of people are going on about this. This number floating around of, like, oh, we're having to now balance this faction around 41 different casters. Right? And that's not exactly true. For one thing, there are a chunk of casters across those three factions that you functionally cannot play in this theme. <laughs> like, you just get... You can't use their kit properly at all. For Harkovich. <clears throat> like, yeah, like Harkovich. Like, you can't run a battle group heavy. So casters that have to run battle group heavy to do their thing just don't really do anything. Like, why are you running Karchev like this or Darius? Or, like, a bunch of things like that. And there's, like, a good handful of those. Then there's, like, let's be real. There's a lot of casters in there that are really bad. Like, <laughs> I mean, this would be the case going into, in, like, any factions you could have added in there. Like, there are a ton of casters that you just don't even really have to consider right now because they're just not good casters, like, at all. Or just don't, like, or they could be good, like, with certain things, but th this isn't giving them that. Um, there's also things like, there's instances where theme forces, because you're not getting theme benefits that oftentimes these faction mod models are relying on. So, like, you can take Mana Wars, but you're not getting advanced move on things. Right. Right, so they're going to be slow. And they're there's be... no desperate pace in faction. Yeah, there's no way to speed them up, really, except for, yeah, there's yeah unless you were bringing a caster that can, basically. Yep. Um, you're looking at, like, Signar, uh, grave, like, trencher models that don't have Rise or things like that. Right. Like, there, there's a bunch of kind of random... And now, Currently, you have Hawk in there who gives them all steady. <laughs> uh, Souls was did say that like one of the first things I heard him say about this is that Hawk is probably coming out of that team for us because uh, that yeah. guy is where a lot of things break down for me. Where I was like, mm, being able to just drop minus five range and like a lot of tough steady into a lot of armies, I was like, that's a little much, especially because yeah, people were people were talking about the old witch two thing, right, with Kador where you have windstorm and that up and it's like minus 10 range on your guns. Now, do I think that's like necessarily a problem? I'm not sure. Like maybe I, there, there are lists that shut down guns real hard, but like, that's pretty crazy. Like that's a crazy thing you can do. Um, Honestly, I think it's way crazier adding it into lists that their weakness is ranged as opposed to like doubling up against guns. Yeah. Like that's not like, it's more of a concern to like stick that in like a butcher three list and be like, no, you can't even fucking shoot all this That's, shit. Like, some people have been, some people have been using all these crazy solos that are really good at making casters really crazy and using lots of defensive things and Mordecai moving you up the table way too fast to make like the old school style of like butcher three Voltron list where you're just like, we're just going to deck out butcher three until he's unkillable and then cruise him up the table. Right? Like that's, that's a thing you can do um there's a lot of just or striker two or you know yeah uh, yeah like striker two um there's uh, i mean i've been even playing around with like i built a siege two list running mm -hmm. like running double howlers and a unit of storm lances yep. um and then like with uh what's his face and i think Lattermore. i think i worked in there and, like some other things and it's like you can make a list that is like really hard to shoot at that is also disgustingly fast and hits like a truck <laughs> Um, so like, there's a lot of crazy stuff you can do with it. The question is like, is there any of these interactions? So there, there's a few different kind of 
things that you have to think about with like whether or not this is a good or a bad thing. One of them is, is there, are there individual lists? Is there, are there casters that break this? And I've spent a lot of time looking at casters. And the thing is, is the infernal models are very tightly statted. Like they, they have the stats they do for very particular reasons. And I honestly, I think that's part of why there's a lot of like plus two armor, you know, plus two damage kind of buffs scattered throughout the infernal masters is because their um their units are just designed to take buffs really well without exploding (laughs) like howlers you can really deck out howlers i think they're a really good unit but like the top end isn't that absurd or it isn't that far into the absurd beyond other things that we've seen you can take things like striker one right striker one can make a howler army where like they are so tanky for a turn but like Zaltu can make armor 26 Supreme Guardians for a turn. You know, like that's a thing that exists in the game. Like you can make some really crazy stuff happen with things like that. That, that That's stuff that exists. Um, so it's like, are there individual lists that genuinely break things? The other thing is that Striker 1, like that list is very POW 13. <laughs> so you're like, I'm very tanky. I don't hit very hard. Um, so it's like, are there individual lists? Two is is the ability to essentially, not exactly, but essentially take two different factions, say Signar and Kato or Signar Crucible Guard, whatever, and pair them in a single steamroller pair. This is a big one. This is one of the big arguments I've seen coming up because it's a little bit more amorphous. It's harder to directly say whether it's broken or not. My thing about this is that there, so there was a point, and a lot of people have pointed to uh, Iron Gauntlet, like I think it was like five or six years ago, when uh, there was a, a, a year where you could take two different factions for IG. And yep. so that ended up not being a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Charles was, was actually, there for this. Yes. Well, actually, most of the people who were most successful with it were only playing their own faction. Yeah, we're just playing their own stuff. Right. But like the ability, the thing is, though, is that like the ability to break that was still fairly extreme i mean like looking at the ability to pair like mark two haley two with gatsby two like no <laughs> that is actually <laughs> how the first iron gauntlet qualifier yep. was won by keith playing haley two and gatsby two yeah that's that's yeah that's but, why i've used it as examples because i remember that to be and, fair i'm pretty sure i would have shit on his two lists in the finals if i hadn't gotten yeah. knocked out like gotten dream crushed by the pair down right so the thing is this back then the game had some balance problems (laughs) (laughs) early mark three game had some serious balance problems like this only works if the game is well balanced right and if the fact and specifically the nice thing is is because it's limited to just a few factions you just have to look at it has to be well balanced within that handful of factions there is no Mark II, Haley II, or Gatsby II in any of those factions. There's some good stuff. Like, there's some there's some very solid, very strong stuff. But you are not able to just make a pair out of two S-plus tier absurd casters, right? Like, it's just, they don't exist in those factions right now. I don't, honestly, I don't think anything in the game exists on quite that scale right now. Like, there's yeah. there's some really good, like, obviously, like, Iona is a big discussion, right? but I don't think she holds a candle to the absurdity of things we used to see. Like the fact that we're complaining about Iona just shows how far the games come (laughs) because now I think she's obviously very, very strong and could be toned down, but like 
she's, she's a not, melee caster that does melee caster things. Yeah, like and and she doesn't like she's not early Mark Three Madrak, you know. She's and she's really she's not even Mark Two Gatsby Two or Haley Two in a lot of respects. Like those seriously broke the game down in a lot of ways. Yeah, she's not Three Mo. Um, she's not uh, like HR before Nerf. He's she's not like yeah. any of these things that were very right. egregious. And so like. It, so for me, I, I kind of look at these and I'm like, okay, so you can't, there's not a single, like, there's not exactly a caster combination I can find that I think breaks the game. There's some really good ones. And that's the thing is some people are like, well, look at this really good list. It's like, yeah, that's a really good list. I don't think it breaks anything. I think it's very beatable. You know, like everything I've seen so far, I'm like, that is beatable if you play well and know what you're doing. You know, like you, not to say that it's like advantage one way or another. It's just like, you can play that game. Um, I don't think that the multicaster pairing thing is exactly a problem. Now I've heard some people go like, well, should they just do that with steamroll in general? Then I don't really think so, but I think that's because of like, I think you want to play your team, right? Mm -hmm. Like there, there's, there's a lot that goes into that like faction kind of pride thing of like, I want to play the faction mastery, right? Exactly. And that's, that is a fun part of the game is to be like, I know my faction inside and out. We're already at a point where you can already just play one list most of the time. Like we don't really need to make that simpler. And so like, so like, I, I don't, I don't think like I, I would be against them just being like, oh, anybody can just take any two factions, but I also don't think it would break the game. The, the reason I think people shouldn't be able to take any two factions doesn't have to necessarily do with balance. It more has to do with game feel and like how you feel coming into events and, and about the game as a whole. It's about like playing your, your team, you know, your, your faction and things like that. Um, so the problem is, is you can use that exact argument I just said to say that maybe this theme shouldn't exist <laughs> because <laughs> it's blending a bunch of different factions, right? It's really, really blending it. And I think that's true to a degree. And I think that's probably the thing I agree the most with is the feeling of kind of like, is this muddying the waters of like what faction I'm actually playing? And that's where this faction to me this is the first, I, I usually do not go into this kind of thing. This faction will shine and feel so much better for hobbyists. Right. Yeah. I was just going to say like the, the the best argument for keeping it is to see the infernal themed like Vlad army and that sort of thing. Like like, this is the faction that makes me want to learn to sculpt green stuff and things like that. Stuff that, you know, like more advanced things I haven't really learned to do because I just haven't like felt the desire to, but like, I'm looking at this and I'm already thinking of all these different factions and how you make, because the idea is, and I want to say what the thematic idea behind this theme is, because not a lot of people heard this bit, is um, the idea is, is this is kind of a theoretical theme for us. It's not something that has actually happened, but it's the idea of what if this caster was actually an infernalist and turned sides, right? Yep. And that's kind of what the theme is supposed to be. And so for me, I'm like thinking about, I'm going to have extra heavy pieces from the horror kits. How do I put those onto war jacks, right? Mm-hmm. Do I take like one of the Kador gun jacks and put one of the big desolator arms on it or something and work that in there? How do I get these cool, dark, smoky kind of crazy looking effects like uh, Amadamus has onto like cavalry and stuff like that? Like there's all kinds of really interesting, like this lists sort of faction, like central faction feel is going to come from how much you make it feel that way. Right. 
and changing out like Ulan lances to have like giant howler spikes like on them and yeah uh, and like so for me and, and th- like could you argue that you could technically do that with any two factions like yeah just design them to look kind of similar like yeah absolutely i've seen the signar kator but you getting know, to like, actually bring an infernal gate <laughs> right but the thing is, is right this is, this is a faction designed with that in mind right yeah. designed with that feel in mind and so that's why like i could see them and they've talked a lot about how they're down to like tone this theme down even remove it like they've they've brought up that that is a possibility to just not have this theme exist right um and the other things they've seen they've said are like we could bring it down to like Laylee's resistance level of just like eh, just bring a couple of units but i i really want to see this theme come through as close to this form as possible that they could that they feel good about yeah because like because it's so interesting like all three of us were suddenly in like dojo heaven for hours just like you can do i would I sat, call it dojo hell it's kind of dojo hell i sat there staring there was a point where i sat and stared at conflict chamber for like a solid 15 minutes going like i don't even know like where right. do i even start with this like you have so I also just much. felt dirty like wanting to look at signar casters like i felt like right. part of my yeah, soul well, was gone for me for me it's like i've really i've really liked things in signar and kador but i've never wanted to play them like I've never liked the faction as a whole. So now this is me kind of like, ooh, like I can I could dip my toes in those and like play around with them and see what interesting stuff I can do with them. I will and, say if this fact if this theme force stays somewhat intact, I hope that we have official rules at least like a month before lock and load so people can start like like say for me, for instance, I'll just use me as an example. Say I want to get into Kator. I have no Kator models right now, but I plan to like pick up infernals at lock and load i could like paint and prepare the kador portion of it and have that part ready to go and like in dark schemes and add robes and shit and then have that part ready and then just start adding the infernal models to it at lock and load i hope the timing would work out to do something like that it would be really nice if they could give us some kind of a a kind of a hit on that and like because at the end of the day, like, there's a pretty good, like, if, if I'm picking them up at lock and load, and, I, and if I feel like playing them, I'm probably just going to be stuck playing two Dark Legacy themes, which, that's fine. Like, yeah. those look super fun. That's the thing, is a lot of this is getting overshadowed by the insanity of Hearts of Darkness, but, like, the Dark Legacy theme went in itself. The faction is a little tight, I get that, because a lot of their releases seem to be front-loaded into, like, just character solos rather than, like, units and things like that. But, like, you can do a lot with it. And, yep. the, and the three masters are really cool, and like the summoning mechanics really wacky. The thing is, though, is I was looking at this, and you look at a, you look at a faction like Infernals, just in, in in what they are in in like the Dark Legacy theme force. That's like you could maybe get a year, maybe two out of a faction like that if you're the kind to really stick with it. But this Hearts of Darkness theme, like you could play this faction for many years and never yeah. get sick of them because there's this, so this much. This could you can be play. the faction that stops me from faction hopping. Right. And because you can kind of faction hop whenever you want to like some degree, right? And yeah. then like you get to take these things where I don't necessarily like Signar and Kator thematically that much, but I get to go, oh, I get to work in these things I do like and then convert them into something I actually do really like the look and feel of. It's the one faction guaranteed to always keep you poor. Yeah, right. right. I was like, I was also like, oh boy. Yeah, when I, when I saw that, I was like, I don't have any of these three factions. Dude. Like, why is Protectorate not in there? Come on, get Protectorate in there. I have a ton of Protectorate. Um, I mean, it's one of those things where you start looking at your, like, near FA factions, and you're like, I could just faction swap that. Right. (laughs) And it would just just be done, and I wouldn't have to worry about it anymore. It's it's real tempting. I mean, I've I've wanted to play Crucible Guard secretly since, like, last weekend. Yeah, right. I've 
I really like I really like a lot of things about Crucible Guard, but they didn't feel like off quite unique enough for me. Like where I was just kind of like it just kind of feels like just a War Machine faction, a good one, but it's just like it's just a faction. Nothing really special going on here, but like, oh, I can work in weird stuff now. Like I can make it more interesting for myself, right? And play these models that I think are really cool in a different way. And so like I I really, really like this theme and I want it to be okay. I don't know if it is yet. I've been arguing for it, but I am very aware of the problems that could occur. Um, I mean, realistically, it's make Mordecai not insane. That's the thing is, I think if you took Hawk out of it, made Mordecai not absurd because what the hell and like (laughs) a couple other like really minor tweaks and I don't see a problem with this really like I don't see it being an issue and and I'm hoping that's what like I want to see battle reports start coming out because that's what's going to be important and I want people to see that these things aren't breaking the game you know like they're just they're just good like they can be good things can be really good People forget that in CIDs sometimes. Yeah. Problem is, I think we're we need to balance the infernal stuff first. And so, like, if if I were if it was my decisions, which I don't even really know whose decision it really is, I would not have announced this theme force yet. Like, I would have given at least probably a month of infernal CIDing, like narrowing and down do, those and models. do like a second like and CID then CID round. And then two like after sure. we've kind of narrowed down where those models need to be, and everybody's been focused on Dark Legacy, then be like, all right now are you ready to not have (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah it'll be it'll be an interesting time luckily i do feel like the infernal core stuff is like pretty close for the vast most part yeah it's like 99 Um, there just mordecai and uh mordecai (laughs) i mean it's it's mordecai it's like i could see like the Uh, lights going down a point or something like there's a couple weird little things but i think agathon's spell list could go yeah agathon could be like better yeah, if his spell list got reworked take, a little, take his spell list up a notch. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, give him that uh, disintegration spell that uh, Lucas has. Ugh. Minus two armor. You mean uh, Fashane's spell? No, it's Lucas's spell. No one plays. <laughs> well, nobody plays Lucas either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was telling Jade, and I was like, "Yeah, Lucas will see play in Infernals about as much as he does in Crucible Guard, which is never." Right. We've um, been recording for like a million years. It's true. I was gonna, yeah, and now I'm, I'm, I was gonna start transitioning us out right about now. So, so yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, it's exciting. There's a lot going on. Just for those of you who listen to us, like, don't jump into the giant salt train. Like, it's wild right now. There's yeah. a lot of people. There's a lot of people actually freaking out about like the nature of the Hearts of Darkness theme force and things like that, and like whether this ruins the game or like whatever and like it's a cid <laughs> well we'll get there mm-hmm. like very little has come out of these cids like not a good thing right there's, there's a couple things that you could say are a little too strong or a little too weak but nothing's been like the game's broken in half they, they do a good job they know what they're doing yeah i mean they did leave iona a little underpowered so she's a True. little rough yeah. yeah but i'm glad that yeah. you guys are taking one for the team and you know doing your best with her <laughs> it's true. Brett's Brett's just figuring her out. He's trying to dark horse her into into the into the spotlight. Anyway, so I'm gonna start bringing this out. So uh, I want to give a huge thanks to Tyson, who sponsors us from FigurePainters.com. He is absolutely awesome. He's of course the guy who runs the Las Vegas Open, which makes him one of the better uh, event organizers that I know because that event's amazing. 
But if you go to fingerpainters.com, he's got all kinds of really awesome uh, hobbyist stuff, as well as he's got those amazing Rocketman bases for your Crucible Guard or Infernals. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, and the the really, really gorgeous um, like uh, kind of farm-style uh, Grimkin bases, things like that. He does a lot of awesome work with LEDs. Um, if you ever want to see just some... I'm so excited to see what he does for inf- for Infernals. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm yeah. So his excited. his table his tables for LVO are always awesome. Oh my uh, god, an Infernal table! Yeah. I, oh, <laughs> I mean, even more than that. Like, just what's the Infernal accessory that he's going to make, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we also do a uh, raffle for a gift card for him every month, which we'll be doing in a few weeks because we just did one recently. Yep. So uh, that support us on Patreon because that's how you get involved. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, I'm doing this all out of order because I had like a random thing. So I'm going to go to one that actually has the right order, which is I want to give a big thanks to everybody who supports us on Patreon. That's been doing super awesome lately. And uh, it gets Jade and I out to go do all of these wonderful things. Um, we've, we've both been kind of buckling down and trying to make sure we're getting a little bit more of the written content stuff out. Uh, recently, I'm, you know, slapping my own hand about trying to make sure I'm getting pictures from events and things like that a lot more often. Trying to work with you guys. There's there's been some really great feedback, and then we're we're trying to get get fixed up. Uh, if you do want to check that out, our Patreon is at patreon.com/loswarmachine. You can check out all the tiers we have on there. We have a monthly raffle that we do for various things, which we're doing at the end of the month, right, Jaden? I was having you mean a quarterly raffle? Crap, quarterly Sorry, raffer. quarterly. It's not <laughs> yes, monthly. Yes, yes. That that one is happening at the end of the month. We've been recording for almost three hours. I'm starting to slur. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just starting to say weird things at this point. So yeah, if you just want to kind of help us out, support the kind of things that we do, you can check us out there. You can also go to Broken Egg Games, uh, who are amazing for their support of us as well. Uh, Broken Egg Games has all of the fantastic faction tokens, measuring tools, widgets, all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, They're going to have all the awesome new Infernal stuff when that comes out. Really curious to see what their Infernal tokens look like, because I bet they're amazing. Also, how do you even tokens for a faction that can take four factions? Oh, you just you just don't take you don't token for that theme force. You just don't. You just buy a lot of tokens. <laughs> uh, if you do go to the Broken Egg store, you can use the code LOS five C O D E get five percent off everything they've got going on there. You can go to our website, which is LOS War Machine, get all of our written content through there, podcasts as well. Also, uh, we have a few different podcasts on there, which is fantastic. So if you check out our podcast section, if you like Legion and Scorn and all those fun factions, we've got podcasts for that. Uh, where am I? Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Been three hours. I'm out of it. Uh, at, uh, mine is at LOS underscore Chandler, at LOS underscore Jaden, and at ChokeObsess underscore LL. Uh, email is LOSWormerHordes at gmail.com. You can send us questions and stuff through that. Find us on Facebook at Line of Sight. If you like that page, you're going to see everything we have going on. It's the best way to kind of check everything we've got. And you can message any of us on Facebook. Uh, also, do you want to plug anything, Charles? Um, well, Blight Makes Right is hosted on LOS War Machine, but you can also check us out on YouTube at the Blight Makes Right channel or follow us. BMR underscore podcast is the Twitter handle or I'm at the Omnis everywhere. But uh, thanks for bringing me on, guys. It's been fun to talk shop about um, our new mm-hmm. quadruple faction. You know, it's quad like, faction. So this is, I think, the, the second time we've had you on and something that always kind of makes me laugh just because the, the, the wonderful circle of life, right, that I started out podcasting on your website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now your cast is on mine. I also I'm glad that I was able like you guys brought me on to like talk about coming back to the game. And I'm glad that I came back to the game. and didn't suck. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Yep, good times. Yeah, well, thanks for coming on. And we lost Brett. I I mentioned it earlier, but Brett decided to go to bed when his internet cut out, so... (laughs) Seems reasonable. It is is 1235 there, so... Yeah, I tried to call him back, but he said I'm going to bed, so I was like, alrighty. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so thanks for sitting with us for way too long. Um, And we'll see you guys in the next week with whatever we have to talk about then. Find out. Good night. Good night. Lights out.